David. But yeah, man. So we um, yeah, we we got we got some shit to talk about today. God damn it, or this evening. Um, super excited. We live. Bree is here. Thompson is not here. No. Wole is here. But we are joined with another friend of the show back-to-back weeks. This is my brother. He is... Man, it's hard to look at this man in the eye now. In the last <laughs> three months, it's hard to look at this nigga. And you know how you're supposed to, like, effective communicators make eye contact when they speak to somebody? I can't do that without seeing, like, sparkles and shit. <laughs> And fireworks exploding behind this nigga's head because he's so handsome now, nigga. It's, it's crazy. Like he was handsome before, but like this nigga now, bro. Like, I want to rip his Under Armour shirt off. Like that's how bad this nigga is. Like this pause. nigga. Nah, nah, no pause, nigga. You getting all the love today? You getting all the love today? This nigga is an incredible. Like his body is like, hey now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like. Working at the same place with this nigga just so I can sexually get in, get in, get in trouble for sexual misconduct. That's how how bad this nigga is now. Pause. That, I'll, I'll say pause on that because I said you were bad. But you a bad dark skin nigga. You a bad dark skin bitch. My nigga Isaac is here. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Like I'm feeling a lot better this week. <laughs> okay. Like physically, mentally, spiritually, physically, mentally, all three. Word. That's what's up. That's important. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of like Peter Gibbons in office space right now. Like, Peter Gibbons, huh? Okay. Yeah, like <laughs> Peter. Like I don't care. What's happening? <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> what's happening? I'm gonna need those TPS reports. <laughs> and you don't care, huh? Okay. I really don't. Like I'm just, I'm just at a weird point in my life where I'm just like, I just made the change. You'll grind and make money regardless. Yeah. Basically, yeah, I hear you, brother. Anything's possible. If you can have an eight pack and fucking ripped elbows and crazy <laughs> buys and, and amazing traps, anything is possible. Yeah. Like you going outside and learning how to wiggle your ears and you just take off into the sky <laughs> like alfalfa, nigga. Anything is possible. Bree, Bree, my sister, how are you doing? It's a great Friday. You had some good news, I heard. Yeah. Little Birdie told me you got some good news. Yeah. Um, about your health. Yeah. What's good, going on with that? Clear, normal test results. For? For uh, head CT scan. Excellent. Oh, that's Excellent. So she doesn't have AIDS, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we were concerned. That's why that's she not, missed two weeks that's ago. No, no, she, she, <laughs> she missed two weeks ago because we we thought she might be HIV positive, but she doesn't have HIV. She doesn't have age. Age. Um, <laughs> I know. Next week, next week we're gonna turn up, but that's that's excellent news, man. That's excellent news. And you weren't able to drink for like the last two weeks, right? No, I wasn't drinking. It mm-hmm. was a, more of a personal choice than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, just give us detail, me. nigga. You ain't the about goal? to be coy tonight. Just fucking put your phone away. You know the rules. Stop doodling. Taking notes. Taking notes on what? The pod? Whatever I want. The shit you're saying? No. I'm only going to allow it because it's about to be a week, nigga. Go ahead. Take your notes. <laughs> I put it down because I'm talking. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was on medications. So I was not partaking in the um, 
consumables mm. like that. Um, but um, they were weak or so long things, so mm-hmm. not going crazy, but I'm okay. having a drink. Okay. Just a little sippity sip. Yeah. Never um, hurt nobody. It's it's the end of the school year. I mean, you didn't you didn't have to work the last month of it, so no, that was exciting. When do you have to go back? That wasn't exciting. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't exciting. Well, you did. You didn't even go to the graduation today, huh? Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, shout out to the graduating class of the mm-hmm. place where you work. Yeah. Nigga, I know. Shout out to all the eighth graders who finished and transitioned to ninth grade. Shout, shout out, out to, to all the incoming freshmen in college. Shout out to <laughs> motherfuckers who are about to be screwed like us three and graduated from college, whether it's undergrad, graduate, PhD level, and have to get jobs. Uh, suck your mother. It's, it's rough out here. Um, but yeah, congrats. <laughs> shout out to my niece who graduated kindergarten, middle school. Middle and school. my other niece who graduated from kindergarten. Okay. My Shout out to the young Graduating from PK. Hey. Another nephew graduating from middle school. I ain't buying none of them niggas gifts. You just named four children. There's a lot of them. Nobody's getting a gift. There's a lot of They're them. all getting a high five at their graduation cookout. See why I give out quality time and guidance. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. That's Facts. what I give out. Quality time priceless. and guidance. That's just priceless. Look, God damn, all the siblings I got and all them kids. Got a truck I, on. I give them unconditional love. Got a truck Greatest on. gift you could ever have. 100%. <laughs> I don't disagree. Word. But, um, yeah. No, it's it's great to be back. Last week was interesting. So, I'm excited for what this week brings. And I got a new plant. It's an orchid. And I'm excited. Okay, yeah, shout out to your, your colleagues. Shout out to orchids. Shout out to orchids. Look at that. <laughs> Tremendous. It's gorgeous. Looking splendiferous. <laughs> Niggas can't smell splendiferous. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna let you get your shit off. Like I said, it's your week. Uh, we're gonna let you. We're gonna let you get that um, kind of shit off today. Birthday is Tuesday. Hey. hey. Happy birthday. Finally, get Happy to be old like me and Ike. <laughs> Finally. You really gonna have all the excuses in the world. Like you could be as sick as you want once you hit thirty, nigga. Everything yeah. breaks down. Mm-hmm. Everything feel different. Yo, a breathing different. A mm-hmm. feeling different. Yeah. You really gonna be ace from pain and full after you got yeah. shot. Now, man, it's about to get real. It's about to get real. At thirty, your fucking microbes just like, all right, we're gonna stop working yeah. as hard as we used to. Nah, I am hell. <laughs> Your cells are gonna be like, fuck this shit, bitch. Stay in bed for another six hours. <laughs> and you'll do it. You'll do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're gonna set we're definitely gonna turn up for your birthday, Queen. For sure. For sure. What else is new with you? I haven't cracked open my Atari because I don't want to crack it open by myself. So if you guys want to play Atari, please let me know. Yeah, I was looking at that. I mean, whenever you invite niggas over, you pull up. I, for for games, I mean, obviously the, we're in pregame studios, so whenever we need to record our podcast, we pull up every Friday. If you know game nights or whatever, we got game night tomorrow. I'll be hosting at my family crib, but like next week or Sunday, whatever, nigga, you say the word, we come through and play Galaga or whatever. Is Gal Galaga's on Atari? Yeah, yeah Galaga's an Atari classic. game. Ninety-two games. Yeah. I mean, I only want to play Galaga. I don't play none of that. <laughs> I'm, 
Oh, Space Invaders was lit back in the day. I'm so excited. This side. This side. I like Space Invaders. This I grew up on Space Invaders. I bet you did. Nigga, you was born during the antebellum period. <laughs> <laughs> old ass nigga. <laughs> old as fuck. Yeah. Isaac is the oldest 34-year-old you niggas will ever meet. I'm 33. Nigga, you ain't. No, you're not. When was your birthday? What year? 87. 89, nigga. 87. Minus 4. <laughs> I got him confused. 89. You were born in. Minus 4. 1985. I was born in 87. Mm-mm. 1987. Nah, nigga. So, so yeah. That's when Predator came out. That's when Predator. That's how you know. That's, that was my. That's you my like, favorite movie of all time. I was watching it. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas in his prime fucking what was his name? Connor, Action Jackson. Action Jackson, my nigga. Action Jackson. Yeah. These niggas arm <laughs> wrestled in the air, bro. <laughs> <laughs> do it again, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Still not too bright, I see. Still not too bright, Dylan. <laughs> Yo, I was watching that shit last week. Yo, Yo. man. That shit's oh. hilarious. Yo, bro. Speaking of that, right? So mm-hmm. I just started thinking about um, popular movies when the year you were born or the number one movie the year you were born. So you said, was that the number one movie or was that just the That was just my on? favorite movie of all time. The number one movie the year that I was born was, guess what? I born in 1991. Mm-hmm. That was a good year. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. It's a black film? No. Yeah, so I don't know. It's not. I don't know. Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Nope. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Governor. The what? <laughs> I mean the Terminator. <laughs> oh, the Terminator. I thought that was ninety two. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Nah, the yeah. my, the best movie that came out when I was born, New Jack City, baby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> 1989, classic, classic Wesley, classic yeah. Ice T. Mm, that is a classic. That shit is 1980, motherfucking nine, bro. That was one of the best years ever, bro. There was a lot of good, amazing films that came out that year. But um, Five Hot Beats came out yeah. Yo, shout out to the what the 20 30 year anniversary. Yeah, something like 30 that. anniversary was this week. They was killing your boy on on Instagram. Fuck. He definitely said he it would have to be because I'm competing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they were killing it. They were killing the the, the nigga that the uh, the heartbeat that was on drugs. What the fuck was his name? Eddie Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they was like, yo, Eddie Kane's still a character. <laughs> <laughs> yo. yo, that picture that they posted on the- <laughs> Bro, they were cooking this nigga on that picture, bro. I was like, yo, can y'all niggas get off the kitchen, please? Stop! Stop! You're burning everything up! <laughs> that's the most recent picture of their assholes, because that's the picture they were Yeah, they highlighted it. They superimposed <laughs> it. <laughs> but then, he, was, he was a drug addict, man. Yeah. He struggled. He struggled. He's and that's I forgot. Michael Wright. He's remember when we did the uh, the the B list actors list. Yeah. He's at the top of that list. So you know if it's fucked like, up. You, what about Leon? Is he a? Leon is definitely also at the top of the B list. He's not. He played two and and three iconic movies: Temptations, Five Heartbeats, and Waiting to Exhale. Anything else he was in what is trash. Hawthorne? Who? Hawthorne James. Who's that? My red? office hours are from 
fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, fuck him. I don't fuck with him. He's definitely B. At the bottom of the B. See? Only for the blacks. Only for the blacks, though. Not, like, universal acting. But, uh, yeah, man. 30th, 30th anniversary of Five Hot Beats. That shit's crazy. Fucking nice. nuts. Fucking nuts. Time, time is, like, wow. Niggas is old. You know what else came out? Boys in the Hood? Yep. Mm-hmm. I told you. 1989 was, 1989 was that no, fucking... No, this is my year. Nah, Boys in the Hood was 1992? 1991. Nah. That shit was recorded. It was filmed in, 90, in, in 89 and released in your year. If you look it up, Boys in the Hood was definitely recorded. Of film. How do you keep saying recorded? I guess recorded is. But it don't matter. Rest in peace, John Singleton, too. Um... But yeah, man, um, check in, check in, check in. I'm glad you're good. I'm glad you're good. Stay locked in. Stay focused, nigga. Stop looking at the screen. You high ass nigga. Not that high. I'm just a little high. Mm -hmm. Um, What do y'all niggas want to talk about, bro? We got a whole bunch of places we can start, but where would y'all rather start? Y'all wanna y'all wanna talk about some fuck shit, some pop culture fuck shit, some black blasphemy. Y'all wanna talk about some uh woke hotepery with the transgender niggas posing as women bodybuilding in the Olympics. Where do y'all wanna start? We could talk about uh motherfucking fatherhood, even though none of us have children, even though both of y'all niggas is my sons. Um <laughs> What? <laughs> I just wanted to see y'all niggas reacting. Brilliant. Okay, then. <laughs> All right. We chose violence. No, but seriously, we could talk about fatherhood in terms of black fatherhood. Kevin Hart, Will Smith, two Philly legends. That's fucking crazy to call Kevin Hart's a legend. He is a legend, though. He is a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the last thing that we had? General Milley. Mm-hmm. Mark Milley. Where y'all want to start? You know what? I really feel like we should start at Black Blasphemy. Alright. So let's speak on it. So let's get right into it. Uh so there is a show, a web show called Black Blasphemy by the All Deaf Digital Crew, which is the media the social media company that is owned by Russell Simmons, um, who is currently canceled. It's canceled on a blacklist, whatever. Still owns the company, still makes all the money. I hate that cancel culture shit. Yep. Yeah, that's that's right. And um, yeah, so Black Blasphemy is basically uh, a game show where there are f- five categories. No, four categories: music, music and entertainment. No, music, uh, entertainment and culture, food, and like black shit or something. I'm definitely not saying it right. Black culture. Or something like that. But basically, you have to give an opinion that you have that you would never say out loud in front of other black people that is an unpopular opinion about things in our culture. So one of the things was soul food is trash. If it wasn't for mac and cheese and fried chicken, soul food would be trash. How do you feel about that statement? How do I feel personally? Yeah, you nigga, I'm talking to you. Yeah, no. The handsome chocolate nigga behind you. (laughs) No, like, serious, all jokes aside, like, soul food is not healthy. It's not. Other than maybe the collard greens, you know what I'm saying? The way that they, we put pork in them, so yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's pork. 
College greens, no pork in your college greens, huh? No, take it. You know what I mean? Like, it's all really just junk food. And this is coming from somebody who's a diabetic, so. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you're going to be riding that train for the rest of your life, huh? Ah, unless I beat it. But, <laughs> I mean, this shit sucks, man. <laughs> like, I ate early and I'm still kind of hungry. And it's like, I know I can't eat because my shit will be high in the morning. Shit's trash. <laughs> a lollipop can ruin your day. <laughs> yeah, see? So it sounds like. Being diabetic is more trash than soul food. I mean, all I mean, think about it. Like you eat all that shit and you're mad tired after, it. and that's because your body's working really hard to break down something that it's not, not supposed much, to have. Yeah, this, that shit started during slavery because they gave us all the extra parts of the shit, pig. Yeah. And, uh, I know, I know. Yeah. Like, well, that's why we only eat it twice a year, Thanksgiving and fucking Christmas, nigga. Yeah, but all that shitty ass food that's not even food that they're leaving for us to buy and eat all these hormones and shit in it it's it's making us bigger and giving us cancer and all this other shit like it's just not good yeah that's why you yeah get back to hell eating that food was the reason why you was a captain of one of the twerk teams at rick what (laughs) (laughs) a decade ago (laughs) that's Eating all that bullshit. That's why you have all that ass. This nigga shit was clapping better than that with stallions, nigga. And that's on, that's on my, that's on Gammy's, nigga. That's on my grandma. This nigga, Ike, this nigga Ike had the, he had the hammer. Pause, nigga. He was what, dog. I seen it, yo, break. I went to like, the first. My first day on campus at Rhode nah, Island no, College, no, 2010. Like I'm walking. I see this nigga <laughs> from the back, and I'm like, "Yo, this I know, I know the back of that." Head. I wasn't that fat. No, I'm not saying you was that fat. I'm saying you had the hammer, and I saw the back of this nigga's head, and he was like walking from side to side, <laughs> like he was waddling, nigga. It wasn't even a walk. It was a it was a it was a walk waddle, like you know what I'm saying. It was a walk waddle. It wasn't a walk waddle. It was a walk waddle. You know and who I'm told like, me like you used to look mad, sl- fat, and sloppy. It was Mitch and his brother, the twins. Mitch Philogene? Yeah, the twins. Who's his brother though? Nah, they used to see him at CCRI all, all the time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But who's wait? I don't know who his brother is though. Mitch Philogene, right? Haitian? Mitch? No, 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 no. The light skinned dude, the Spanish dude. They twins. One of them oh, Mi- Flores. Oh, Flores. Yeah. Flores, 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 yeah. Mitch and Jason. Yeah, they were like, yo, this nigga used to be mad fat and sloppy. Now look at him, like, you see his abs through his shirt. And I yeah. was like, wait, I was fat and sloppy. I wasn't fat and sloppy like that. Nigga, you, you <laughs> never not had a zip-up hoodie on. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga Ike wore a zip hoodie for the first yo, four years that yo, I knew. Yeah, I did. I Two claps. <laughs> This nigga had a, nigga, I had the the lot twenty nine Tas Tasmanian. You had a Rockaway. Yeah, one. I had Rockaway. This one nigga had, had a, a, a gray one from PCS. Yep. This nigga wore a zipper hoodie for the first four yeah. from two thousand nine, yeah. the two thousand four to uh, two thousand ten to two thousand fucking fourteen. This nigga never went outside without a zipper hoodie. Nigga, it'll be ninety seven degrees in July. And here come Isaac nah. pulling up to the event, mad late with a zip up hoodie on and jeans and Tim's. Like, bro, mad insecure about his body. This nigga knew he looked like a breakfast muffin. Nah, there was nothing. Nah, there was nothing. Yes, you did. You did. Nah, I was that, feeling good because I was just lifting weights. Everybody's like, yo, you big. So why wear the hoodie? Yeah. 
because you didn't like your body, nigga. You love your body now. This is the most I've seen your elbows in like six weeks. <laughs> in six weeks, I've seen your elbows more I had you know, the entire time I knew you the first decade, nigga. Oh, that's just this nigga tripping. But um what <laughs> this nigga tripping. Um what the fuck were we talking about before we got sidetracked? God damn it. Uh, yeah, soul food. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Like, uh, Bree, what's your take on soul food? Honest take. Fucking um. Obviously, well, I can't eat soul food every single day, right? Yes. None but of us can. Or we'll die. A slow, painful death. If you offered me a plate with collard greens, sweet potatoes, and chitlins, and you offered me a plate. Or macaroni and cheese and fried chicken. Big Mac, excuse me, and fried chicken. Yeah. And I'm taking a Big Mac and fried chicken. Of course. It's a little better than all that other bullshit. That you just but it's had. not. It's not. Like, I like to have the ideal soul food meal is like, I don't even know if you can call this a soul food, but like my brother makes a really good pot roast, right? Yeah, pot roast. You got um, some Big Mac. Mm-hmm. Some collard greens and some sweet potatoes. That's it. That's good. Solid. It's different. The protein doesn't matter. It's all the sides that are like super trash to me. Like outside of college, college greens and baked mac, I don't like the beans unless they're, um, you know, the. I don't like pinto beans. Pinto beans are terrible. I like big beans with pineapple in them, and I like them to be kind of sweet. I don't fuck with pinto beans, because, nigga, yeah, all that shit runs through. That shit runs through you. And pinto beans definitely make you tired as fuck. Um, candy yams, sweet potato, all that shit. I, n- I don't like none of that. So I, I, I never fuck I never fuck with any of that. The candy yams, the sweet potato, the fuck. I don't get that shit away from me. Um... Uh, stuffing is the real like stuffing is fire. So that's part of the reason why stuffing whatever this nigga fire. was saying, like shut the fuck up. Stuffing you ain't fire. had the right stuffing, stuffing. with gravy. Stu- beef stuffing with gravy, turkey stuffing with gravy, nigga. Liver stuffing with gravy. I'm fucking. The, I'm fucking it up. You know what I'm saying? Stuffing is fire. Baked mac and cheese undeniable. Some, some people call it dressing. White so, people call it dressing. No, no, no. People down south call white it people dressing. call it dressing. That's not just white people. You don't dress the turkey, nigga. They you stick it, the you stick the bread in the butthole of the turkey. Nobody does it like that anymore because you can get salmonella. But nigga, you see that Family Guy sketch? Hey, who wants some of my butthole bread? That nigga still stuffed the turkey ass with the motherfucking stuffing. But yeah, dressing. You want to call it dressing? You're not putting it. I on just anything. wanted them to know what we was talking about. I feel you, the white people, because we do have white listeners. Five authentic Spotify white listeners. But anyway, um, <laughs> so bomb. we all <laughs> we all agree that soul food overall is trash, but dressing is lit. College greens with turkey, a much healthier option. Fire, Big Mac. Amazing fried chicken, nigga. Ribs? How you gonna oh, find our ribs? Goddamn. Barbecue goddamn ribs, ribs, beef ribs, yeah, pork ribs. Come on, man. You got you niggas is crazy. Like what? The fuck is this nigga talking about? But I hear him on all the other shit because all the other shit is like, why the fuck why is this so? Eat, why would you even eat chitlins? 
Yeah, like yeah. that shit yeah. just blows my mind. All hog It's mm. all different parts of it. Mm. Like hog sounds like a, a nigga about the vomit. Mm. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that shit's crazy. But that's all we had. Like I said, like that's the oh, we the, we had to eat the leftover part of the pig that Massa and his family did not want to touch. Yes. I think the only reason why you would call something like that soul food is because it's the only thing you have and you put your 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 all your effort into it to make it something that feels good for soul. Absolutely. And it'll definitely get the right nigga out of bed if he's on a pond like if he's close to death. And it'll definitely mm-hmm. put the, the right nigga to sleep if he's in shape and doesn't spo- and ain't supposed to touch that yeah, shit. Yeah. But let a vegan touch a soul food plate. That nigga will be dead in 24 hours. <laughs> it is what it is. You can have the yips. Yeah, but let a 78-year-old nigga that's been bedridden and in a coma for fucking six years wake up and the first meal you give him is some jello, that nigga will die. You give him some soul food, he'll feel alive like the millionaire. And Bob's young, you're 100%, stupid. 100%, 100%. Yo, two classrooms being Yo. like, nigga, and seeing it. You saw the reference before he even came, nigga. That nigga's like, I haven't felt this alive in ages. I was like, I don't know if this is racist, mm-hmm. but it's we gonna let it rock. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Blakemore. Yep, yeah. that nigga was sick of Jello, nigga. He was sick of unflavored chicken, unseasoned j- sides. Like, Sofu could save your fucking life. He said, give me your plate. Yeah, <laughs> give me your, your plate. plate. <laughs> I don't like how they played. A- <laughs> I don't like how they played a pop song before they did anything black. That shit was mad racist, man. That movie's a little... Nah, they played black stuff before that. They, they did. was in a club. Yeah. They was in a club, mm-hmm. and they was at the Gold too. Yeah. Ladies get in free. <laughs> and and, and free before 11. Ladies. Don't stop. Get it, get it. Don't stop. Rest in peace to, to Nisi, man. Yeah, Fuck. Yeah, man. Fiddly, finally, foodle. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> More black bass for me. Um, well, he said black people are always celebrating the wrong shit. It's true. Yo, free free little TT. What little TT do? What he shot a nigga. Let yeah. let that nigga stay in there. I don't want <laughs> I don't want him outside. Yeah. Free? I have kids, nigga. Like I don't want that nigga nowhere near my kids. And he was selling drugs before. That's why he had to shoot a nigga. Keep him in there as long as yeah. you can. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yo, free cop. You know, no one say free to uh, the sex offenders. You know what I'm saying? But like, yo, my man JoJo Innocent, what did JoJo do? Have sex with a 15-year-old girl, but she looked like she's 24, though. Nah, keep JoJo in there. <laughs> JoJo's ass ain't got discernment. He need to be locked the fuck up. Nigga. Yeah. Like, fuck black people in here. Oh, my baby just got his GEZ in jail. Nigga, I hope he got nothing but time in there. He's got nothing but time in there. I hope that nigga been locked up since he was 14. That nigga's 18 now. It took him four years to get a fucking year and a half degree for a teenager that's on the outside. So I would hope. You gonna throw him a cookout when he gets out because of that shit? A GED? Damn. That's what black people be doing though. Yeah. Uh, you know, um <coughs> Fuck, man. This episode of the pregame po- podcast is brought to you by violence. Um <laughs> It's sponsored by nigga, y'all know how we get down. Brought to you by 
violence, violence. <laughs> something that we barely choose on this platform but when we do choose it we ain't afraid to choose it all stepping all in on the choice you know what i'm saying like fuck out of here we don't we can't celebrate mediocrity and i think that that's what the og comedian said or meant when he said that he's like we be celebrating wrong shit niggas be celebrating the accomplishments of celebrities before they celebrate their baby girl graduating from fifth grade going into middle school yeah they'll celebrate beyonce and riri dropping yeah. a new album harder and with a fucking re- they'll do a release party at their crib to listen to the album your daughter is fucking a, a genius when all your other six kids are idiots and she just got promoted to sixth grade and you having a listening party for beyonce new album because she ain't got one in four years black people do that black people do that we be smirking because you know it's true <laughs> it's silent because niggas know it's true, bro. Listen, listen. Niggas is on, yo, bro. This is how. This is how. I'm so I'm I'm teeing because now all of this shit is starting to pop in my head. How many niggas are are posting how they didn't win their bids on the sneakers app now? Wait, are y'all seeing that the no. sneakers app? Sneakers app was uh, developed and went pop. It went it, like it started popping like at the during the pandemic, but now right. It was popping before that. But it's popping, popping now because yeah. niggas have money and a whole bunch of broke niggas that was collecting that six hundred a week unemployment, they're spending their money on these sneakers and they're trying to flip them and, and wholesale them and shit. So you got niggas, cops. I, literally, I've seen cops. Remember, uh, oh boy, that did it. Our friend, um, not Rochelle, her friend Stephanie, the, the light skinned nigga. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, the yeah, name yeah, starts yeah. with I ain't gonna say his name. Cause yeah, he a cop. Yeah. yeah, Providence cop. He posted yesterday his L. <laughs> he posted his L. He put a bid on seven different types of sneakers, nigga. Lost every bid. Thompson posts bids all the time. Thompson, you're supposed to be saving money to take care of your motherfucking son. You have a son. You posting the 18 pairs of sneakers on the sneakers app that you lost the bid and couldn't get. These niggas is concerned about putting bids on sneakers instead of worrying how they can buy and trade IPOs. On the Robinhood app, on yeah. whatever app you got, on yeah. buying stocks, on investing in life insurance yeah. or health insurance, or investing in whatever. Look, I'm gonna get on my soapbox right now. Get on it. I want and you I'm to. Gonna say, I've been. I've already talked too much. All of these people who celebrate the wrong things have been taught your value is only determined by what you have or what you're wearing. Yeah. Um. So they've been taught to value the wrong things because we have black as black people in america struggle with so much self-hate that we don't even recognize it when we're perpetuating stereotypes or um doing things that would not bring our people together and it's 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 really sad um because somebody who doesn't have name brand now will get picked on and they can have a pocket full of money yeah we're not even being encouraged to like really make our own thing because we mean we won't even really support it. I mean, when's the last time we had like a a clothing line made by black people that really went viral? Fubu, yeah, Fat Farm. There's one that's viral right now. He has a over a hundred thousand followers. Chris was wearing a pair of his sneakers last week. Oh yeah, I know you're talking. Saya, somewhere in yeah, America. Yeah. Arrogant as fuck, but I'm not mad at the brother because mm-hmm. he worked his ass off. And every single week he drops at least five to six new pairs of shoes. Yeah. He's got belts, he's got yeah. glasses, he's got fucking t-shirts, he's got backpacks, he's got duffels, he's got everything. And I thought this guy was just a sneaker dude. Yeah. And his symbol is a is a vulture for culture vultures, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of 
Nike, Reebok, he's anti-establishment. All the big major sneaker companies, he was offered positions to work and be a designer, but to be capped off at like 150K. But now this nigga is raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. We need to like we need to support shit like that. We need to go for yeah. and, and make our own and really just have our own community instead of giving all our money to Gucci. Hundred percent, bro. Italian white men, yeah. gay French men. Yeah, like who the fuck, nigga? And they purposely do st- stuff like put monkeys on the shirts and refer to yeah. black people. They do that on purpose. They don't care if they're gonna take. Because like they'll buy whatever fuck we sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the crazy one of the points that he brought up was black people love promoting Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Love promoting Hennessy. Anything is possible. Yeah, it's on everything. And it's like, so they talked about heady hats. I felt attacked because I have yeah. a heady hat. It's a good hat. But <laughs> what has the owner of Hennessy done for black culture? Hired Nas to be the spokesperson. <laughs> How long did that take? A long time. Uh, yeah. How long was Nas talking about Hennessy before he got paid for it? His whole career. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, but I don't drink Hennessy. I drink tequila. I support the Mexicans because you want to know why? <laughs> the Mexicans <laughs> support the motherfucking Mexicans. That's right. Jose, my nigga. Tres Agaves. Melagro. I'd rather support the, the, the Mexicans. They know how to make a great tequila. They're the only niggas that do it. And, you know, The Rock tried to get in on it, even though they're agave plants in, you know, in Hawaii or whatever, in Samoa. No, nigga, Terramana is, it's this, it tastes exactly like Casamigos, and it's $10 cheaper. So, and, and I, it, he, you know who else got a tequila? Michael Jordan. I'm getting LeBron's tequila before Michael Jordan's. I'm not buying them. Anyway, Michael Jordan has tequila. Just a fun. What's the name of it? You don't even know because it's that whack. I don't want that. Yeah, it's going to probably make you hate everybody who's ever helped you on your journey in life. (laughs) (laughs) This nigga better everybody who helped. Home did at the liquor store try to sell me the black bottle of. um, the fuck is that tequila? The white bottle with the blue. White bottle with the blue. Oh, is it quick? No, no, no. What is that called? El Gimador? Is that it? Mila- the other Milagro? Regular Milagro? No. Uh, you gonna make me think? Cause this is mad tequila. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um. Um. Fuck. Azul. Azul. Oh no, that's too expensive. Class A as well. No, 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 That's just $150, bruh. He tried to sell you that bottle? Yes. Oh no, he wilding. $2,500. Yo, I went to <laughs> random and off topic, but I went to Fisco with Coot like a month ago and I asked the lady what type of tequila they got and I forgot. I wasn't even paying attention. She said, Casamigos, Patron. Classe Azul, and I was like, okay, Classe Azul sounds good and sounds like a cheap one. I forgot what it was because I didn't see it. It wasn't on the menu. She was just naming it. So I ordered three of them. Dang. Cool ordered three Casamigos and Pineapple. I ordered three Classe Azul. Nigga, the bill was $150. Shout to at least $30 Nigga, the drink, and it was that was the drink. The drink was thirty fucking dollars. The shots are at least thirty dollars a pop. 
like and I was I was like what the fuck and then I had to Google it and I was like I, I, I paid it but I was like what the fuck is this I was like oh God, this the shit with the bell. Bling, bling, bling. Just the shit with the bell. Yeah, bling, bling. That's why niggas buy it. Bro. I was heated, bro. I was like, what the fuck? I'll never, anything else. No, nigga. Give me the cheapest tequila you got and mix it with some fucking orange juice. But, um, yeah, he's right. Like, Henny, Henny, like, Henny is trash. Henny been trash. I haven't drank, I haven't willingly drank Hennessy in like three years. I've drank Hennessy with my brothers. I mean, if if it's around, I'll drink it, but I'm but not they, paying they for it. They drink more um, whiskey, bourbon, vodka, Darjeeling, Duce, Darjeeling. What's that? A Star Wars character? <laughs> this nigga said Darjeeling. Who the fuck is that? Was he in Episode <laughs> Six? I think it's a, it's, a, it's a universal thing for black people to like snap. They can't think about it. They try to yeah. get the dogs come. This nigga said Gargillion, bro. <laughs> that, that's gonna be the new villain in the reboot of Harry Potter. Nigga. Holy shit! <laughs> Don't say his name. I'm not afraid of the name, Professor Gargillion. Lord Gargillion. <laughs> Harry Potter getting all spicy. I'm not afraid of the name, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> Lord God, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Isaac no. is in the building. In case you did oh not know, oh my God, it was not Darjeeling is a white people's drink. <laughs> Some <laughs> this guy went. Invited to a couple functions. Oh shit! I'm Later sorry, Bree. I'm gonna let you finish. Listen, dude. I don't even care. Dude, I'm, I'm laughing. That that was <laughs> that was good. That was this that was just really good. Sneaking. That was really good. But Man, I didn't sneak. I just said it. My brothers drink Duce. Gotcha. Before they drink Hennessy. <laughs> of course. They should drink Deuce and Remy before Hennessy. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, you shit, good? I'm you gonna be all right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would have laughed like sorry. that sober, nigga. Yeah. I feel like I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I feel like I'm sorry. <laughs> I set you up. You gotta be sorry. Oh, shit. Uh, but okay. All right, cool. So. Um, the next one they said. <laughs> they said cornbread was trash, too. It depends who makes it. Yeah, hundred percent. Some people can make think that they could just put cornbread in. Like, have you ever had dried cornbread that somebody tried to pass off at a function? First of all, at any function, if you bring the cornbread, you might as well bring nothing. Yeah, why you feel that way? Unless you know your cornbread is fire. If your shit is bomb, you can do it. Because cornbread is great fresh out of the oven. But True. if it's not good quality cornbread, the more sits, the more crumbly it gets. Mm-hmm. So you're already handing me a pile full of crumbs on my plate. Yeah. If it's not good quality cornbread. You gotta and most that. people can't make good quality cornbread. You gotta lube it up with the country crop. You Real put butter on it, it's just buttery crumbs. Some people cannot make cornbread. I feel you. Mm-hmm. You gotta bake it like a cake, nigga. You gotta bake it like a cake. But cornbread isn't trash. Like I like said, it's subjective. It depends on who makes it. Yeah. I, I agree with that, but I'm saying certain people, like... And you can't have cornbread without ribs or barbecue chicken. Because if it's crumbly, I've done my research on this. I've, I've never constructed a plate where I had cornbread without some type of saucy protein. A saucy protein must be present. Mm-hmm. Ribs drenched in barbecue sauce, chicken drenched in barbecue sauce, sticky wings, whatever. You need to have your cornbread, a nice little square on your plate, plate it beautifully right next to the protein. You need to have the protein right next to the mac, 
in the Mac right next to the college grades. If you want to add a, uh, a third accessory onto the plate, make sure it's like a scoop of baked beans or a scoop of stuff and whatever. Put that shit in the middle. But like, that's what your plate should look like. And the cornbread should always be next to the wettest shit on your plate. You don't want it to be socked in nasty ass collard green juice. You want it to taste like barbecue sauce. Technically, collard greens are always the sockiest thing on your plate. Yes. There is no avoiding that. But barbecue sauce is wet also. And I would rather have my cornbread taste like a beautiful- Barbecue sauce than collard greens. Yeah. I want want a moist bite of cornbread with barbecue sauce on it versus with collard green juice. Especially if the hot sauce mixes in with the juice I'm just at saying, the bottom of the, the plate. The reason why I would be against cornbread is because cornbread is heavily hit or miss. Listen, I don't disagree with you. Mac and cheese is heavily hit or miss. But that's the only food that's heavily hit or miss that I'll eat regardless of who makes it. One time. One time. Breeze face always like one time. If I'm there and there's only one mac and cheese, I'm going to eat the mac and cheese. And if it's not to my, if it doesn't, if it doesn't please a sparkle with me, guess what? I'm not going up for seconds. You're going to finish it because they spent their time. Yeah, I'm not going to waste it, nigga. I'm black. It's baked mac. Niggas out here talking about Velveeta being a fucking entree. Sir, please get arrested. (laughs) Please do me a favor. Turn around so I can arrest you and take you to jail. Velveeta mac and cheese is not an entree, nor is it real mac and cheese. That is a snack. You might as well have fucking raw dog four pop tarts, my nigga. What are you talking about? Velveeta. That's raw dog four pop tarts. For real. With no milk. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Talking about Velveeta's an entree. Oh. Suck my whole schlong, nigga. Pause. But anyway, I'm shutting up. I've been talking a lot. Yeah. I'm been talking a lot. I'm dying. All right. So the next one that they said um, for Black Blasphemy, we said the food one. We said Black people celebrating. The nonsense. We talked about. Um, anyway, soul food. But we did two different soul foods. We did cornbread and we did uh, uh, fried chicken and mac and cheese mm-hmm. without that, blah, blah, blah. And then Black people celebrating nonsense. And now we go to the. The real entree, the main event. No Javante Davis. Yeah. The unpopular opinion that was presented was that young Michael Jackson is a was a way better singer than adult Michael Jackson. This is wild. React. Isaac, what say you, sir? Oh, that was it. I was just going to ask you. What you going to ask me? Yeah. Nigga, that's the biggest crack of shit I ever heard in my life. Here's why. I'm on. I mean, we have a computer. I can look up the albums right now. Every single last album that he's ever fucking put out, released. I can look at all of them right now. Whole discography. Bang bang. We're going to go down. Gotta be there. 1972. Did any of y'all listen to this album in full? You listen to this album in full? You listen to this album in full? Mind you, it's a lot of, it's a lot of music. How many? It's a lot of covers. Yeah, all covers, bang bang. Ten ten tracks. Bang. How'd you feel about it? How'd you feel about you that? Don't ask me how I feel about Michael Jackson album. I'm, anyway. I'm asking how y'all niggas feel about it. It was his first album. And as a solo artist, 
I loved it. Any yeah. album that has more than three tracks that make it to the radio and are replays is a decent album. I mean, I this had five. I mean, exactly. all of all of every single Nothing last but hits. Exactly. bro. Every single what that, that's why it's stupid to fucking. He was a better singer as a kid than he was an adult. Are you fucking hot? Adult Michael Jackson. Let's start off the wall, nigga. One of the one of the greatest albums in music of all time. All time, second most copy sold. All time. Only after Thriller. Couldn't beat his own record with his second project. No. Bad. Come on, man. This is light skin, Michael. Eat it. This is right when he started the bleaching. Yeah. Bro. Come on, man. Come on. Stop. Yeah, come on. Come on. Bad. The way you make me and feel. He said, yeah. The funny thing is, he said, I like the B sides of Michael Jackson. And I'm like, there's B sides of Michael Jackson. <laughs> just yeah. Michael Jackson. He was just talking, bro. And he's like, Liberian girl. I'm like, niggas listen to Liberian girl. How's that B side? Like, that's not a B side. That shit, nigga. That shit was, that shit was on the Billboard 100. What are you talking about? B side. Just good friends. Another part of me. I can say if you said those, but those still charted. Everything on this fucking album charted, nigga. I just can't stop loving you, man in the mirror, dirty Diana, smooth Kendall, leave me alone. Get the, what the fuck is he talking about? That's two albums in a row as an adult. Then what's the, what the fuck is the other one? Bong, dangerous. Uh uh, three. Was that three? You skipped. Oh yeah, I skipped Thriller. Oh yeah, I did skip Thriller. But I, I Thriller, we don't have to talk about Thriller. Yeah, but we're gonna count it, goddamn. Man, yeah, we're, we're definitely gonna count it, but we don't have to talk about Thriller. This is the illest nine song album. This, I mean, oh my god. Come on. Where's the skips? There's no skip. Show me the skip. There's no skip. Bro, the <laughs> first two albums, you can't skip anything on it. And this is him as an adult. Off the wall, you got Don't Stop to Get Up, Rock With You, Working Day and Night, Get On The Floor, Off The Wall, Girlfriend, She's Out Of My Life, which is one of the saddest, most beautiful songs of all time. I Can't Help It. It's, it's, it's The Falling In Love. Burn The Disco Out. Fire. Ten tracks. You can't skip not a one. Yes, you, you go to the next album, Thriller. Wanna be starting some baby be mine, the girl is mine, featuring Paul McCartney. Come on, nigga. He got a song with a beetle. With a beetle. And then bought the niggas masses just to be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Suck my dick. Anyway, um <laughs> Thriller, beat it, Billy Jean, Human Nature, PYT, the Human the lady in my life. Come on, bro. Cut. This is the first two. This is the first two. Let me tell you, nigga. That's 19 straight songs that you cannot skip. Yeah. Of him as an adult. Of him singing. Cause they said Adult Michael didn't sing. He wasn't singing. He sung, but he wasn't singing. Nigga, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking bad. I already went through bad. Dangerous. Come on, nigga. Is this the Macaulay Culkin album? Jam with his sister. Fire. Why you want to chip on me? Fire. In the closet. Kind of sus, but still fire. She drives me wild. Remember the time. Can't let it get away. Heal the world. Black or white. Who is it? Give it. His oh, my God. Nigga, will you be there? Oh, my. Keep the fake going. What? They, what are we talking about? 19 plus 14, nigga. I can do math. I can do basic math. That's 35 straight bangers. Eat his, nigga. I feel like we're still missing some, though. It can be. That's only. That's four albums. It's four albums. Oh, cause I didn't count. I didn't count the songs from. Uh, uh, what you call it? Oh no, I didn't. Bad. You know, I didn't call the songs. I didn't count the songs from Bad. 
because Bad had 11 tracks. So that's 35 plus 11, 46 tracks right now. Non-skips. No, no skips. 44. Whatever, nigga, shut up. <laughs> I went to the Met. We didn't do math good. <laughs> Yo, this shit got... Come on, bro. It had it had a double disc. 30 songs. 30 songs. History, past, present, future. Book one. That's a great hit album. Nah, there's some... There's, there's, some, there's, some, there's, there's a lot of... Releases on there. There's some new joints on here, bro. This I'm saying it's... Bad, bad is on there. Black away. It has Billy Jean and shit like the that. The first book, the first book is all on all, all old shit, all, all old shit, and the, all, this is all new shit. The the whole B side, nigga. Fifteen new songs. Scream with his sister. Like, huh? Nigga, come on, Stranger in Moscow. That shit goes hard in the white clubs and little white lounges when you're smoking your hookah. That shit goes hard, nigga. All I wanna say is that they don't really care about us. Hey, like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. Stop fucking playing with me. Um, Blood on the Dance Floor. This is where it kind of... It didn't... It dropped, but it was just like... Who cares? He's already Michael. Huh? You have to announce the Earth song. Absolutely, but like this is 1997. He didn't really have to do shit. This is some shit right here. <laughs> Invincible, come on, nigga. Unbreakable, heartbreaker, fucking In Invincible, break of dawn, heaven can wait. You rock yeah. my world, butterfly, Ooh, speechless. Two thousand watch. You are my life. You went from you're out of my life to bitch. You are my life. Yeah, that's when privacy. Actually, don't walk away. Cry. The lost children. Whatever happens, threaten. Come, nigga. 16 more of, of f fire. Is he singing in 2001? I think that nigga was singing. Self, the self-named album, Michael. Is this a was this a compilation? Oh yeah, this is uh this is after he passed away. So this is uh yeah, songs with him and that. him and artists and shit. But it don't fucking matter, bro. And Escape is a good album, even though it's posthumous. Like yo, get the fuck out of here. This nigga had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He has seven adult albums, over a hundred tracks, and you could probably only skip about ten or eight of them. That that means he's eighty percent from the field. And you're gonna sit there and say that the shit that he did with the Jackson Five, the Jackson Five only got like three or four albums. Oh, here's the part that pisses me off most: is why are you comparing? Um, early Jordan to late Jordan. Why are you comparing young Michael to adult Michael? Because young Michael sang songs because fucking Joseph told him to. Exactly. Adult Michael started creating music. Adult Michael gave us the moonwalk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Adult Michael had a patent for his shoes. Yeah. Yep. Adult Michael had a monkey. Four, eight, twelve, sixteen. It, yo, but it's true because yo, bro, these niggas had sixteen albums as at you know, Michael and his brothers, so it feels like there's more music. But these albums were a lot of these songs were recorded, yeah, recorded by multiple artists. Exactly, and the they were. They were covers because people recognized the song. Yeah. So whoever sang it best got the most play with the song. But it was one of those things where black people weren't even acknowledged like that in the music industry. Yep. 
thousand percent. Because a lot of this shit is covers. You look, you go through the list, it's like, oh, Diana Ross originally sang that. Or fucking Elvis sang that. And these niggas just did it as brothers and made it better. Yeah. And they're the band. Like, no one fucking cares about Tito. No one cares about Marlon singing the vocals in the background, nigga. All them niggas singing the... The fuck? Mm -hmm. Jermaine and these niggas. Who cares? Michael is there. He had grown-ass women trying to rip his fucking $200 polyester shirt off with buttons when he was 11. Did you watch the Jackson 5, the American Dream movie? Nigga. Michael? Marlon? Who did it? Mm -hmm. Joe Jackson was a fuck because a t-shirt was left in the pool. That's why he got mad. Because a t-shirt was in the pool. And the t-shirt was given to a, a, a floozy that was, bro, your sons have made you a millionaire. All that hard work, you being a fucking dry cleaner or whatever the fuck Joe mm. Jackson was. He was a dry cleaner or a truck driver. So he, was, he, he was, whatever he was. White Joe people, Jackson always had a bunch of different jobs. He'd come home with and beat his kids. He wasn't comfortable being there, get a new job. Mm -hmm. And then his job became managing the boys. Off of talent shows, bro. Joe Jackson didn't hold a job. Joe Jackson's biggest goal was to be a professional musician. <laughs> he couldn't because play. he couldn't make it. He couldn't play shit. But we ain't going to talk about that. All I'm going to say is there's no difference. Baby Michael... Kid Michael. So Michael. His his voice was, it was pure. It was in, it was so pure, but as he got older and started to learn more, and embraced his blackness, that nigga sang with a different purpose. You know what I'm saying? When you're singing for your life to not get an ass whooping when you get off that stage or get out of that booth, yeah, it's gonna sound incredible. But when you're singing from the heart and you visit Africa and you walking around the slums of Soweto in South Africa or wherever the fuck. Yeah, you gonna have to, you gonna have to, it's gonna hit different. It's gonna sound like you just saying some shit. It's gonna be more like spoken word, nigga, because now it's poetry, it's not just music. You say, you giving us a message now. The difference between art that's for, somebody's forced to make an art that is a passion project. Thousand percent, thousand percent. So like, yeah, man, there's no distinction. Kid Michael and adult Michael, Mike, it's the all Michael Jackson. That nigga, he was a goat when he was 10 years old, nigga. A goat in a time where what, what the fuck? In the 70s, this nigga was the king, bro. Like, that's crazy. Fucking insane. But anyway, how do y'all feel about it? Kid Michael or adult Michael or are you on my line? <sighs> Excuse me, my line of thinking. No, I'm on your line of thinking. Like this shouldn't even be a conversation. To say, yo, to say that out loud, if somebody said I had a cookout, if it was a woman or a dude, I'm smacking. Back. <laughs> you don't get the pleasure. Of talking about? Yeah, talking you don't about get me. the pleasure of feeling my fingertips. I'm backhanding, <laughs> male or female. I'm like, bitch, who invited you? <laughs> right? <laughs> if it's a woman, I'm a bitch, who invited you? Bree, that's your, that's your people's peoples? She got to leave the backyard. You got to stay in the front of the house and sit on that, on that front porch step. Sounds like something Justin Timberlake would say. What? Kid Michael Jackson was better than adult Michael Jackson. He would say some shit like that. <laughs> you yeah. So he just can't come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ain't here last week. He don't get a plate. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I like, I like that conversation. We should, that should be. That she should was be a mad at me for saying that. Just be. I mean, yeah. shit. We can always bring it up. Yeah, that should be a weekly thing. Like, who can come to the cookout? Do you think Michael Jackson would have let Justin Timberlake go to his house for a cookout? No. He, he probably would have, he but would then have, he would have because he liked Justin. Yeah, but then no, if he had said he performed on stage, y'all got it fucked up. There's a difference between performing on stage with a motherfucker. There's a lot of people who he recorded music with who yeah, he would never yeah, invite yeah. to his house. Mm-hmm. You're right. Justin is not one of those people, though. Justin would not be invited to Michael Jackson's house. Justin would go to the same event as Michael Jackson. They, he'd say hi to him. I don't think he'd invite him to his house, though. You think so? I, I, that's just, I don't think so. You know so. I don't think the so. The only way you would end up at Michael's house is if he came with one somebody of, else. Yeah, exactly. If he came with one of Michael's friends. So he has to be a plus one. Yeah. He got to be Chris Tucker's plus one. He'll be at the cookout. <laughs> Do you not everybody. see how he did his sister? Are you fucking crazy? Who, LaToya? Janet. How do you do Janet? Break it down. I didn't see it. You Clearly, you are a super stan. So break it down. How do you do Janet? Isaac, do you know how Justin Timberlake did Janet Jackson? Oh, no. I thought you were talking about Michael. Makes sense. Use words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about this last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know how he did Janet. I know how he did Janet. So you think that's the reason why Michael would never be invited to Michael's house. You know how sensitive Michael was about Janet? A thousand percent. I thought you were talking about Michael to Janet. No, no, no. Because you know how he is about Janet. Like, I, the last word, the last name that was implied was Michael. I said, you know how he feels about Janet? You know what he did to his sister? Why would he be invited to his house? Makes perfect sense to me. I agree with him. I agree with him. No, Justin, I just don't see it. You can't come anymore. You embarrassed my sister and you didn't do anything to help her. But Mike. There's no buts, Justin. You're wrong. I'm the pop. I'm the king of pop. Go fuck yourself. We'll never collab again. I want Chris Brown to do my fucking memorial at the, at the beach. Yo, that's one. exactly how that shit would go. Yo, and, he, and, and kill, yo, Jay-Z yeah. really blocked him because of that Rihanna situation. And then the following year when that nigga came back, that nigga came back. That's one of the nigga. When he started singing Man in the Mirror and, and couldn't even get out the first three lyrics... Before he started crying, <laughs> I'm the same age as nigga Chris Brown, so I feel like by default, I am his twin, and we share a, a kinetic pathway with our brains. The only difference is I be making a lot of sense, and I'm not addicted to coke, and that nigga is addicted to coke, and don't be making a lot of sense. So what you're saying? What I'm saying is what? Go ahead, get your shit off. I know you want to be a smart ass. So what you're saying is, if cocaine wasn't a hell of a drug, yes, he would make a lot more sense and make way better. Chris Brown would be more logical. Hundred percent. I believe Chris Brown is bipolar. He might be, but or narcissistic. He's that too. Listen, this here's the thing: people say bipolar like it's a bad thing. Majority of CEOs and people that you run into are bipolar. Stop blinking your eyes all like it's one of those all ambiguously like people like, can see. Crazy truths of the business world. In order to be successful, you most people are functioning either bipolar, ADHD, things like that. I think Chris Brown needs therapy. Everyone I know therapy. he needs therapy. Deep therapy. Deep, deep, deep therapy. I don't know if he's getting it, but 
it would have saved him a lot of a lot of headaches, a lot of fucking headaches. But anyway, um, let's transition to let's talk about General Milley now because I think the rest of the shit is kind of fun, and yeah. I want to slender Kevin Hart at the end of the pot. So, so General Mark Milley, um, Joint Chief, Joint Chiefs of the Joint, he is the Joint Chiefs. Um, was responding to a comment made by Representative Mark Gates. Is it Gates? Gates. Mm-hmm. On a lieutenant colonel in the military getting um, relieved of duty for his racist and very appalling um, views on minorities, a.k.a. people of color, black and brown folk. He was relieved of, of his duties and dis, uh, dis, uh, dismissed from the military. And Representative Gates thought that that was unjust and was posing a question on the validity of critical race theory and why. He it, was insinuating that mm-hmm. um, that the, the leaders were colluding with people who believed in critical race theory. And the only reason why um, said person was relieved of their duties was because they side with critical race theory. Yeah. And he was bringing that up to, um, was it a senator? Some black guy. I forgot. It was a senator. Secretary. 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 But he's probably a secretary of some commission. Defense, yeah, secretary of yeah defense, probably. Some commission, uh, whatever. And um, asking him questions about critical race theory and what he thought about it. And then question the a liaison that was hired on behalf of you know of half of the government to work in collaboration with the secretary on um to learn more about critical race theory and yeah. blah 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 secretary austin yep secretary austin and then secretary austin answered his questions and you know he did a solid job defending himself and well not defending himself but defending the suspension and the dismissal of this lieutenant colonel and then, while he was trying to get his shit off, the Joint Chiefs asked to get a comment off, and Matt Gates, Representative Matt Gates, shut him down, said, I only have five minutes, let me get my time. The time blah, blah, is blah. very limited. Yep. And so, Miss, what the fuck is her name? Hollandale? Hollandale? Miss something. I forgot her name, but either way, she is a GOAT. As soon as Representative Gates' time was done, she stepped in and gave the Joint Chiefs an opportunity to say his piece, and it was brilliant. And he talked about the United States Military Academy being a university and how all of our men and women that are wearing uniform need to study race theory and need to be aware of the things that are happening in our country in order to be able to fully and effectively be able to be in a position mentally to defend all of the values that we have as a nation. And I think it was one of the most profound, short and concise statements that you can make on why it is necessary to do your own individual research to learn how other human beings that exist in this country, how they live, why they live and why they live. You know what I'm saying? Because we complicate things a lot. Oh, that's racist. Oh, that's prejudice. Nigga, have a conversation with somebody who doesn't look like you and then it come up the way that you came up. Yeah, it's always good to educate yourself. 100%. And when you're in the military, you're forced to. Yeah. 
you're from all over the, all over the country. You got country bumpkins, you got city people, you got people in the middle, you got motherfuckers from the suburbs, mm-hmm. all trying to figure out who they are as individuals. And now, if I can go to the military, join the Marines, the, the, the Navy, the motherfucker, whatever it is, and meet all of these people who are from all these different walks of life and learn more about who I am as a person and how flawed some of my views are and yeah. how how right some of my views are yeah. by being around all of these men and women who come from all of these different places, that's going to make me a better person. That's going to make me a better soldier. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the only thing that's and it's a biggie, it's not a small thing. The only thing that's problematic about that is that you have to follow orders sometimes that morally you might not want to. And yeah. we see that in movies like Black Hawk Down. We see that in movies like Without uh, some, uh Without Remorse, Few with Good Men, Few Good Men yeah. fucking Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Everybody in that platoon died yeah. to save one nigga just so his mom can have a son. Oh, yeah, platoon too, yeah. That one whole fucking platoon died so yeah. one nigga could get saved. Yeah. Only like three niggas survived in that movie. Him and two other niggas. Tom Hanks, bodied. All them other niggas, all them yeah. niggas got bodied yeah. to save this one guy because all your fucking other brothers got smoked. Niggas were light enough on their feet. <laughs> Bitch ass niggas. <laughs> all the other Ryan brothers were trash soldiers. <laughs> they all got caught a body, nigga. How you catch a bullet in the 1920s, nigga? How you nah, not faster than a bullet? I'm talking shit, bro. I'm not trying to have you explain it. All I'm saying is that's crazy that one specific unit had to go save this one nigga and more than 75% of the unit died. Yeah. (laughs) Get off your phone. Go ahead, Bri. What do you have to say? First of all, I was going to tell you the congresswoman's name What's that her name? you were looking for. And he was right. It's Houlihan. Shout out to Miss Houlihan. Shout out to Miss Houlihan. Um, the comments that the general made couldn't agree more. And I think what was implied but not outwardly stated was the fact that if you are what is the main tool that you have mm-hmm. in socializing the masses? Yeah, hundred percent. And your mind is developed. I mean, where? I mean uh, school, university. Exactly. So if I can, if I can be like, if I can choose to teach you things that align with our belief system, then chances are I can make you a better citizen. Acknowledging the ills that this country has had is going to do nothing but make us better. Yep. Those who do not acknowledge the past are doomed to repeat it. Yep. I agree. (laughs) The fact that this motherfucker knew his history and was able to compartmentalize and itemize it in terms of social relevance and how our economy has shifted every time we made it a little easier for people of color to have access to basic human rights was amazing to me. Amazing, incredible. You go from you go from antebellum era slavery to civil rights, Jim Crow to now. And then you give a quick, ridiculous, <laughs> a real account 
of how the timeline and the lapse in between the progress is why we're still having these conversations in 2021. Because if, if the government in, the, in America was serious about treating everybody with the same amount of respect and dignity and giving everybody socioeconomic opportunity, regardless of what you look like, equity over equality, yeah. we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't need to talk about critical race theory, my nigga. Like, and this is no shame, and I've said this on this podcast at least four times. His old roommate, Mark Butler, my friend, we bowled with him last month. While he was still in college, he was broke, depressed, driving a raggedy-ass car, not feeling himself, confidence low as hell, working as a waiter, not even working... That nigga was a bus boy. He was a bus boy at a regular ass mid tier. It was like, you know, buds, you niggas say mids, that's mids. Yeah, it was like, it was mids. The restaurant was was mids. It was a mid tier fucking level restaurant. He was a bus boy. Struggling, like he did, hated his job. Out of nowhere, just because of what the degree he was going to get, some recruiter from CBS saw his resume, saw the classes he was taking, was able to look at his GPA, was able to call up the people in career development. But a year before he graduated, called Mark, offered him a full-time job that started him out at 15,000 more than what I got paid. And I graduated, nigga. My resume was on the same website. It was on the same, the same recruiter could access it. Adewale, Tia, Kimbi, maybe you saw my name. Well, I don't know. Not the same degree. I wouldn't be able to do the same shit because I didn't have the skills or whatever with the Excel, whatever. But he got a job before he graduated that paid $15,000 more salary with benefits than what I had. And I finished that same year. Like I was graduating when he was receiving an email from this guy. And if that is not white privilege, I don't know what is. Because I do not have a story like that in reverse for any person of color that I know. Every person of color that I know has had to go to at least the master's level to start a job that pays them $55,000. Or had to work their ass off and put in all of this fucking sweat equity for a minimum of eight to 10 years before they can get a job that pays that. Now, is it a testament of unfairness? Is it a testament of me not having enough skills? I've been in the fucking professional world now for 11 years. I'm 32 years old, and I still only make 45K. I don't mind telling people how much money I make because it doesn't bother me. It doesn't matter. I love the work that I do. If I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? But my friend, his ex-roommate, our friend, before, at his lowest point, his silver lining was a fucking head start that was so amazing that I'm still not even there 10 years later. Well, not 10 years, well, eight years later. That's crazy. And that's the shit that we be talking about when we, we bring up uh, fucking ideologies like critical race theory and why racism is this and white supremacy and oppression, da da da. I still don't make what Mark makes, bro. 
And maybe that's on me. And I'll be the first person to admit that might be a personal decision on me because I'd rather do something that I love than do something that I kind of like and get paid top dollars to do it. Maybe it's on me. And I can 100% hold myself accountable and say, I can give myself, I'll give myself 50% of the blame. How's that? But at the end of the day, I looked as hard as I could for jobs on that website, applied for 15 of them, got denied by virtually all. At the end of the day, the people that looked out for me were the people that were in my network that already knew who I was. Mm -hmm. And those are the niggas that gave me jobs. None of the people on that Rick career development website and Mark went in there one time. I remember he went in there one time. Bang. Full on career. Still working for these niggas. Got like eight raises since he got hired. But this is the this is what we're talking about. This is the disconnect. These are the barriers. You know what I'm saying? And so like, not bitter not I love Mark. I love all of my white friends. He is one of three. <laughs> so there's no issues there's no smoke i'm just saying i'm sharing that story again for perspective because it would take six recommendation letters from top niggas white and brown and black for me to get the job that he got right out of college that he got while he wasn't even looking for it the nigga saw his resume and his profile and called him interviewed him on the phone hired him he never had experience, only in the classroom. I had experience doing everything I did. I was 23 when I finished college, nigga. I already worked with kids since I was 18. It's ahead of the game. Five years in already. Five. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Bree, it's on you. One of the things that I think, I, I that was a good comparison in order to explain the point. I think one of the things we have to do as black people is remember that just because they don't think we're enough doesn't mean we're not enough. We yep. don't have to internalize their perception of us. And I think a lot of what stops people from doing bigger and black people, especially doing bigger and better things is they're going to turn mm -hmm. me away anyway. They're going to accept a white person anyway. They're going to do this anyway. Yep. I don't give a damn what they're going to do. You do you. Mm -hmm. I've been on so many interviews where I killed the interview. Yep. But I also watch behavior and I can tell that the person who was interviewing me was a bit uncomfortable. Mm. Um and I talked to the people who were interviewing as well and I didn't get the job. But I also believe what's for you is always gonna be for you. So I never take it as too much of a loss that somebody else got a job like that because that probably wasn't for you. Like that probably wasn't your path. Yep. Yeah. And it always like And who would you be if that me. was your path? You wouldn't be who you are today. I wouldn't. Yeah. That's why I'm not tripping over it. I'm just putting it out there for people to see the differences because it would take effort and energy for me to get what he got. He got hired on his day yeah, off. He would have to fly. Yo, nigga, literally I would literally have to invent yeah. the drone. This is 2012, 13. Yeah. I would have to invent the drone to get that job. Yeah. He got hired on his day off. He wasn't looking I for do, it. I do know some people of color who got hired in their junior year for jobs. High quality jobs like that? 
that were yeah, gonna set him up for life? People who like recruit like Fidelity and um what's the big tax people? Um PWC, um You would know all that. I don't know none of that. All of that shit. So um it's very interesting though because I think that while there is so much inequity we have we cannot let that inequity make us feel like we're less than and that's like my oh, biggest no. point yeah, yeah. my biggest point from all of this is like what are you allowed to it's okay to upset you and of I get course. that you're just bringing up the, the expectation, but I'm talking to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of people who like, why would I even try? I might as well sell drugs because nobody's going to hire me anyway. I'm a black man in America. Nah, there's so many. It should, it should never. Yeah. There's always something that you can do to stand out. Every, everyone was given a gift. Hell yeah. Multiple gifts at that. 100%. And, and as people of color, we are resilient. And there is nothing you can't do. You don't have to do anything because you feel like you have to. You magical motherfucker. You don't have to. I am magical. I agree. That's one way to describe you. I am magical. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> high five, nigga. Don't leave her hanging. Oh, shit. Let's see it. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on this? Because I'm over it. I just think that critical race theory should be taught and the people who control the means are going to try to control the education and control the narrative so that they don't look like the bad guy. And those are the people who are against critical race theory because if you're not willing to admit that you were wrong, you'll never get it right. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Agreed. Narcissism is a very ugly thing. Yeah, 100%, bro. 100%. Moving right along. What's the next thing on the agenda? Transgender women in sports, specifically this New Zealand bitch uh, <laughs> who's going to be representing the country in I'm weightlifting. I'm a thousand. Huh? I didn't finish that video, so why you call her a bitch? I mean, it's a nigga. It's just hilarious that he's like, yo, this bitch. Because he is a bitch. Yeah. I, I got to respect people's pronouns. Nigga, she is a bitch. Okay. And that nigga's a bitch. So... Cause I call you know I call, nigga I call you nigga I just called you nigga three times, fuck that nigga, because he know what she know what she's doing. That's some sneaky grimy. Listen, can you it, elaborate for me and listeners? All right, let me look this shit up real quick. There is a transgender uh, weightlifter from New Zealand who's been competing for the last five or six years the first three years she started competing she was a man she had not transitioned and was competing in men's three deadlifting years, competition. three years of, of, of nationwide competitive weightlifting as a male as a male okay 2016 to 2000 uh mid 2018 19. transitioned and now she is solely competing as a woman and she has clinched the spot in the New Zealand Olympic weightlifting team effectively booting off an actual woman <laughs> I like we said an hour ago violence is what I chose today mm-hmm. she booted off a, a woman somebody who was born a woman off of the team because of her performance with her 
testosterone advantage. Um, mm. And I've been preach. They are frequent video watchers. We watch their videos Commentary. on this show. Yeah, yep, yep. And commentators. Commentators. Yeah. And uh, um, we we um. We haven't listened to them in a minute, but this is one that I wanted to. I listen usually to. catch all their videos, though. I've watched them. I haven't. I, I didn't like the new format that they were doing when they were like in two different rooms with the headphones. Yeah, I they went know. back. They yeah. went back. Yeah. back. That was weird, and they, the, they knew the it was weird. The energy was different, mm-hmm. so they came back to the previous Um. So yeah, I was not a fan of their old, their their new and improved. Set up, but now I'm back and I'm watching. So, and the, some of the content of the old other videos that they were putting out just went to my liking. I didn't think they were worthy of us talking about it on the pod. But this is a biggie because, in the height of woke culture, cancel culture, um, people trying to better themselves, vibes, energy being all these trendy ass fucking words, to see how hard the LGBTQ plus community goes. LGBT barbecue. Shut up, Isaac. You're really going to get killed. They're going to kill your fucking handsome ass as soon as you go. (laughs) These niggas, man, they go so they go so fucking hard to defend this nonsense. And one of the things that I like about ABBA and Preach, but more so ABBA, is that these guys they respect Science and data. That's important to know for this. Because I don't care how much estrogen you pump into your body to give you titties or I don't care if you chop off your penis and all that other, whatever. Whatever the surgery is or however it goes, I don't know what the proper terms are to you. It doesn't matter. But if you were born with the gender of male, and you transition to the gender of female, you have a decided physical advantage over all of your new now female counterparts. That's just what it is. And the point that Abba brought up about you never hear anything about transgender males breaking records in sports because they don't have a decided advantage mm-hmm. over men because they were not born fucking men. So when I see a six foot five, 260 something pound converted male deadlifting 316 pounds, snatching it over her fucking, ah, unless this bitch was born in Sweden or Poland or the motherfucking Viking world. There's not a lot of women that can do that. The big bitch from Harry Potter can't even snatch 315 over Hag. Mm-hmm. She won't even let Hagrid get a little touch on the ass. And Hagrid, he knows. You're the only bitch in this universe that I can have sex with, bitch. At least let me rub the booty. <laughs> but these transgender women are breaking records, blah, blah, blah. How? Like... Bree, get your shit off, man, because it's just, I'm just going to rant, and I don't want to rant. I want to rap. All right, here's the thing. So, I feel like competing in the sport for three years as a male. And doing I, she was middle of the pack. Oh, well, he, yeah, she she was middle of the pack. 
She placed a couple times. She was not bad when she before she transitioned. So I guess the question would be, should there be a third category in the Olympics? A hundred percent. Only for them though. Okay. Not for transgender men. Let the transgender men compete with the women. Because <laughs> they're going to be just as good as them. And let the transgender women Here's the thing though. Other... Those transgender men take testosterone. That's still... Let a, let, a, let a bitch that's 260 pounds take testosterone and get into a fight with me without knowing what the fuck she's doing. And I don't, I'm not a fighter. I'm not an MMA guy. I'm not a boxer. I'm not none of that. I'm just a nigga. Let just a, a transgender male who's the same weight as me fight me head up on testosterone. I'm on nothing but my daily vitamins and the nutrients that I get in my body from food. I will fuck that bitch up. No problem. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about testosterone. Bitch, hold this three piece, no biscuit, no sides. <laughs> fuck is wrong with you. You do not get the red rice and beans over <laughs> here. This ain't Popeyes, bitch. You thought it was sweet over here? Ask Briefy for some churros, nigga. Because we ain't doing that on this side. A transgender male ain't beating no grown ass man in nothing. So, you know what? Checkers, spades, <laughs> connect four, parcheesy. Bancala, none of that. You ain't beating me in nothing, nigga. A scooter race, foot race, pump up all the testosterone. You want some tea? Give them all the tea. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I do, I'm going to really have to disagree with you right there because That's cool. I don't know the science behind if a man takes estrogen and a woman takes testosterone. If I was to assume I'd be speaking of a, of a place like I don't genuinely know. Do I think that it's fair for a transgender male um, to compete with women who were born biologically female? I don't think it's fair. I think we need a third category. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever in my life agreed with Caitlyn Jenner. But in this case, I agree with Caitlyn Jenner that it's not a fair thing. And Serena Williams will say it too. It's, Serena Williams can be is the best tennis player. And she'll but still lose to this her, transgender bitch in a fight. If you put her up against a male tennis player, she's going to lose. It's different because the difference is very much biological. Yes, and we're talking the top athletes within their field. The difference is very much biological. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. As much as I consider myself to be, and uh, a forward-thinking woman who is an independent thinker, I'm not going to ignore biology. Okay, yeah. Um, but what I will not do, which I don't agree with what you did, is throw shade on these people. I'm throwing shade because it's, if it's anything, selfish. you need to throw shade on the people who allowed it. Everyone gets it. That's like saying everyone that's gets like it. Saying, no, nigga. Every anybody who benefits from it doesn't speak up and say that it's wrong. I don't care about the people at the top. I care about the people that benefit from it. And transgender female athletes, they know that that shit is wrong. We talked about the cyclists. We talked. Yeah, we talked about the cyclists on here. The transgender cyclists that started dominating all of these two hundred mile bike races, and she used. Her offensibility as a cloak 
from taking away from the fact that she was born with a decided biological advantage over all the other women with her with her body period nigga she has more muscle because she was not a she like all of this shit gets niggas wanna like I'm not doing that I'm not doing that PC shit I'm not skating around it the people in charge at the Olympics who allowed this shit to happen what preach said that stands too if you're gonna let niggas who were born as a man transition into a woman and they compete with women then why the fuck are we banning niggas for steroids why the fuck are we banning niggas for PEDs if we're gonna let this stupid shit rock all of it rocks may the best man win if you can't train hard enough, put in the fucking hours to be able to beat me, Usain Bolt, in a 100-meter dash, 200-meter dash, and I'm giving you steroids, guess what? You were never that good. Exactly. You were never that good. Because there's niggas, Lance Armstrong, I, I'm sure he had to ride just as much as all the other niggas he beat. There's no science that says, all right, because he took all of this shit. This nigga had seven different types of cancer in his body, bro. That's the only reason why he was juicing. And if a nigga with cancer on drugs can beat a healthy nigga that's riding the same fucking bike mm -hmm. on the same route and win the Tour de France five times in a row, what does that say about my dedication and my fucking training to this sport that I claim to love? And this nigga that's on the verge of death beat me in it five years in a row. Like, what? So we villainize him for that. But he has cancer. Testicular, brain, heart, lung, all that shit. How? Come on, man. What the fuck? What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? What are we talking about? I don't I don't disagree with your point. I don't disagree <clears throat> with that. That should be the case. But I also am thinking of like, if I'm just thinking about it from a different perspective and if you was someone who identified as a woman all of your life and you know that you're a woman and you had to go through life as a man and you got the chance to be acknowledged as a woman and compete with women would you turn that down and can I say you're a bad person for accepting that I would and yes I would turn it down and if I didn't turn it down, you could say I'm a bad person for it because I, you know that I know that I have an advantage because there's no remorse with these people when you ask them why. Why continue to compete? You know biologically you still have more testosterone in your body than a woman, right? Even if a woman takes T-shots or whatever the fuck it's called mm -hmm. or the shit that Mike Tyson takes that's not necessarily a steroid but it gives him more testosterone in his body so he can function, train, and work out like he's still in his late 20s, early 30s, even though he's 52 years old. TRT? TRT, whatever. That's testosterone. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? But that's not a steroid. That is so an older man in his 50s can have the same amount of testosterone because it depletes. Mm -hmm. That's the whole reason why LeBron can't play basketball yeah, until he's 52. it goes down after 33. Yeah, nigga, it just... The yeah. Elasticity after mm -hmm. tw age 18 or 21 yeah. and your testosterone as a male or as a woman after age 30, it just... Boop. That's why we have to... Keep it going is diet and exercise. My nigga, like, come on. So, to answer your question, 
no, I wouldn't jump on the opportunity. And if I was to, call me whatever you want because I know I'm being a snake. This bitch is going to win a medal. That's not fair. To the women who dedicated their life to bodybuilding and weight training. It's not fair. I don't care. I, there's nothing you can say. You're not the bad guy here. You're, you're representing that perspective, and that's what you do. But fuck that. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why there's only a handful of gay niggas in the world of cosmetology that get respect and have a, a bunch of clients. Okay, let me ask you a question. Because there's not there's do no straight males think, that do that. Do you think that race had anything to do with it? Man, if that bitch was black, she wouldn't even be allowed. That's I, my second question because there's no way they we already deal with stereotypes as black women of become compared to things like chimpanzees and men in a dress and um, all of the, these negative things and I would wonder if the world would be as open and as forgiving if a black transgender woman was deciding to participate in the Olympics. Under the women's team. No. Wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. And all of it would be shut down. This bitch gets in next year. A black woman, a black transgender woman wants to get in. Guess what? They ban all of them. Mm. Ain't no mm. That's what it is. Isaac, get off your phone. No, no, no. I'm just. No, not you. Uh, Isaac, get off your phone. No, no, I hear you. Because I, I feel like I, I do agree with you with the way that they see black people. In general, is more it's not, athletic, animalistic, all types of. Shit. But we don't even talk about it. Dude. I think the other side of the 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 thing is like, would this be acceptable if it had been a black? No, yeah, my answer is no. Yeah, and, you know. and that's. But I'm asking our listeners as well yeah, yeah. to go along with the topic because I, like I said, I don't agree with that. Now I don't also don't agree with the name calling. What name calling? Bitch-ass niggas and all that. Everyone's a bitch-ass nigga to me. You know that. Like Dave Chappelle said, let LeBron James play in the WNBA for a season where he will score 156 points a night. Ain't no one stopping this nigga. Are you kidding me? It's like me playing with a bunch of third graders. Even on a regular rim, regulation, I can't dunk, but I will find these that day. These niggas are going to think I'm the reincarnation of Jordan Will, all of them. All of them. One word. All of them. It ain't gonna happen. Well, you think you're tough because you're beating a bunch of kids. You're goddamn right, nigga. I have the advantage. I know how to play the game. I'm bigger than you. I'm taller than you. I'm more athletic than you. I can run faster than you. Fuck you, little niggas. That's my that's my energy for I don't I'm not sugarcoating nothing for any of these topics, bro. I think it's fucking outrageous. That certain people in this world, regardless of what group they identify with or that they're a part of, think that they can get away with this shit and smile all smug in their fucking New Zealand interviews. Fuck you. Uh, it, it also goes back to when we talked about the female who was boxing and the transgender female who was boxing. Kickboxing, the Asian kickboxing. one. Um, and she stopped. She kept. She kept fighting with the men. Cause that motherfucker was trying. He knew. But there's another one, lower level, for um, kickboxing, who was like bashing in skulls. Yes. I know what you're talking about. That's the Fallon Fox. She was in. Uh, 
she was an MMA fighter, or he was an MMA fighter. I think he was a uh, former military, and now all of a sudden he made his transition, and he was he was Demolition. she was destroying females. It's that unfair, bro. It was yeah, like unfair, yeah. unfair. And fighting is very. It's one of those things that's very different, especially at the professional level. It's not something you can do. It, the best female would lose to the best guy, or even the average guy. You know, it's just it's as not, long as he has the fundamentals down, exactly, and can you know got some Brazilian yeah. jujitsu takedown defense, I, whatever. I couldn't beat a professional female fighter, and that's just being real. You know, nah, yeah, yeah. Nunez is washed. All oh, of yeah. us, yeah, all of us. Even but a nigga who the worst nigga in the bantamweight division would beat her. Yeah, he would. He wouldn't. He wouldn't dominate. He would edge her out. Yeah, he just he's stronger. He's, yeah, he's just stronger, and this shit is not fair. Football. Like what I'm about to do to you it's tomorrow on Connect Four is not fair. <laughs> Shout out to Game Night tomorrow. We're about to be lit. <laughs> How about um, <laughs> actions speak louder than words? I'm not gonna say nothing. Um, uh huh. <laughs> nigga thought she got a Love Jones bar off. Nigga, fuck that bar. That bar was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how about um? Uh huh. Uh, be the loudest ones, bro. Um. Uh huh. So. Talk your shit with your stylist. Show it up your ass after I beat you. Keep going. <laughs> wow, I feel like we should go live during the games, just just so that we can just. Just play. so your listeners and followers can watch. You right? We can do that. <laughs> so my listeners and my followers can. Okay. <sighs> Listen. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be hurt after tomorrow. I can't wait. What you been practicing? Nope. I didn't even touch it. I'm Aww. I'm waiting for you. Aww. I'm waiting for you. Oh, that's so sad. <sighs> What's so sad? So sad. Anyway. Yeah. So um <laughs> Breeze trash talk people is so think, polite. <laughs> people think they're gonna wash other people. <sighs> so sad. Mm-hmm. It's so so sad. Um. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's what we talking about. Yep. I do not think it is okay for transgender females to compete with um with biologically born females because the muscular structure, the biologically, it's just different, and we can blame evolution for that. Mm-hmm. We have not come to an equal playing field in terms of evolution because speaking in terms of evolution, men have to be the hunters and women have to be the gatherers. It's just different. Women possess a different type of strength. Women are going to hate you for that. All those pro pro women, anti-dick bitches are going to hate you. Look, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And the saddest part about it is like Maybe if someone transitioned closer to the age where they was they were a child where they didn't get to reap the benefits of testosterone or the peak of puberty, puberty which happens between the ages of about eighteen and twenty four, mm-hmm. then I could say maybe it's more fair for them to compete. Right. But I can't say that someone who's competed in the Olympics or competed na- um competed nationally for three years is on an even playing field with as a man, any female athlete mm-hmm. in that sport, mm-hmm. I can't say that. 
We would have Now, I also don't know the science. I don't know the science behind You know how, the science. Hold on. I don't know the science behind how testosterone affects the body and um, how it impacts muscle memory and um, structural differences within bone bone density and things like that. I don't know the science behind it. But from what I do know, men and women are biologically different. It's so very you, tough so you know. for me to sit here and say that someone who, if you're right, which I, be, I believe you, has competed in the Olympics for three years, can now say, you know what, I've always identified as a woman. I'm going to compete against women and beat women. And, and I have no advantage. Cocksucker. However, I will say more of the fault goes to the people allowing them to compete. And they're probably allowing them to compete, allowing her to compete because they feel like. They don't want to catch smoke. Yeah. They feel like, you know, we can't, we don't have a viable solution for anything other than that. And she's going to hide behind the cloak of, well, they're saying it's okay. Also, they're in all the Olympics, pieces of shit. they said they've been in all BHM, all fist raising, all, all of that shit. Like, basically going back to time. I, I didn't. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So, fuck them niggas. They can suck dick. Dilapidated mental illness sanatorium dick. Not even sane dick. I want you to suck the dick of a nigga whose dick is just hard, but he's in a straitjacket. Suck that dick. When that nigga trying to move all the time and twitching in your mouth and shit. Fuck y'all. The Olympic Committee that said that shit was okay and the transgender bitch. Yeah, that's right. I went there. Fuck it. Big whoop. Wanna fight about it? Um, But yeah, we're moving on, man. I don't want to talk about this shit no more. The last thing that we have on our agenda was... Red Table Takeover. Yes. Will Smith, Kevin Hart, the movie Fatherhood, out now on Netflix. By no means did I feel like <laughs> intentionally plugging that movie, but it's a solid film, and I think you guys should watch it. Definitely my favorite project from this nigga so far, even though I still feel like Kevin Hart's serious is not serious enough. But... How did you feel about the Red Table Takeover, the conversation they had about black fathers, fatherhood, trying to parent teenage girls who like boys and growing up in Philly with a parent that was on crack or another parent that was on alcohol? How did you feel about the conversation that these two Philadelphia icons had? I loved it. I loved the conversation. Um, I thought that they hit some points that I did not expect them to hit. And I was here for all of Will Smith's pettiness about his being late. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. I liked the fact that they talked about not essentially growing up in in Just fame, growing up. But growing up in general. Yeah. And what it men. means to be famous yep. for you as a person who was not famous and became famous yep. and rich versus what it means for your kids who were born rich. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, bro, you you don't got that in you. Yeah. You didn't have to have that in you. When Will said none of my kids ever got punched in the face and never had the luxury of getting punched in the face, and so you should stop, like, Jaden Smith should stop trying to act like you're tough, that was like, yeah, he should. Because your music ain't tough. (laughs) Your music look like if I went to your high school, nigga, I could walk up to you during lunch and take food off your tray. You want to do a thing about it because you pussy. 
That's how it. That's how his music sounds. I could bully Jaden Smith physically, and I was just as skinny as him. And physically, me in high school, as skinny as I was, I can bully him with my body. I was known for being a verbal bully. No surprise there. But I would be a verbal and physical bully to that bitch ass nigga. <laughs> he wore a white Batman costume. I know, right? He ne- whoever, what comic was that from? <laughs> Never. The fuck? Batman. But anyway, continue, Bri. I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, I'm petty, nigga. I chose violence. Continue. Stop laughing. Focus. Um, but I know I really like the conversation, and I like that. I feel like Kevin Hart showed up as himself in that conversation. Unfortunately. And I liked it. Unfortunately. Here's my thing with Kevin Hart, man. Here's my thing with Kevin Hart. With the film Fatherhood that I watched and enjoyed and appreciated and with the conversation with Will Smith. Kevin Hart is resisting his personal development. And this is a this is not just a theory of mine. This is something that I've noticed ever since he put out the documentary on Netflix, Don't Fuck This Up. He has been pushing back so hard to embrace new ideas and his own personal change and to get rid of his own implicit bias for so long that even sitting across the table from his men, like the nigga he idolizes, the first nigga from Philly to reach the status that he now has. You know what I'm saying? He still is uncomfortable with learning new shit. And I all, like watching that the whole time, I questioned how much PD Kevin Hart does for himself. And there comes to a there comes a point in life where we need to learn from everybody that's in our daily life that we love and care about. Family, close friends, relatives, whatever. We also need to be well read, like, you know, the chief the joint chief said. We also need to experience new things, travel new places, get ingrained in new cult in different cultures and all that stuff. Kevin Hart's done a, most of that. I don't think Kevin Hart has a therapist. And here's the thing about being in therapy for over four years. You start to notice when a nigga hears something for the first time that he should have heard 10 years before he just heard it. And some of the some of the analogies that Will Smith used, like, um, man, he used two. I don't. He gave Jada credit for these analogies. Give him that spray. What is it? Oh. oh. It's the other one. Just missing the cat. No, I was just. Oh, I, I thought this was. Don't worry about it. Yeah, nigga. When um Will was using the analogies from Jada, on on he used three of them, I think. But Kevin was just like, that's the that's the best analogy. I It's like you never heard that before in your life or any variation of it. So what are you doing? You're just working all the time. Like, you can tell, like, watching this interview, right, and hearing him talk, like, what he said about his pops was valid. What he talked about, you know, there's not a lot of movies with black men being portrayed as positive black fathers, da 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 valid. Um, I love the conversation of them being so busy and so tied up in their daily schedules once they got on that they really didn't have any time to kind of decompress and evaluate and assess what was important. 
when it came to their own individual families and whatever. All of that was very valuable information. But what I do not get about Mr. Hart is how he can make it this far and still not fully embrace the process that is growth. He cheats. He cheats by doing shit like sitting down with Will Smith in her lake or whatever the fuck he named it after, whatever he called it, sitting down and having a conversation with somebody who has read at least a thousand more books than him, minimum, said thousands, probably about four or five thousand, and has done way more personal reflection than him. And he gets to steal all of these quick... I, I would be shocked if I don't hear something that Will Smith said to Kevin Hart directly in this sit down in one of his interviews a year from now when he's promoting another movie. I would be rem- I would be shocked to see if he doesn't do that because I've ca- I've caught him do that. I've caught him do that when he's had conversations with Charlemagne. He's stolen shit from Charlemagne. He's stolen shit from fucking uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. He's stolen shit from Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? Even the if you're laughing at a millionaire, you're the one who's a clown or whatever the fuck that was, the J. Cole line from the Applying Pressure album. My nigga, where's your humility? I thought you got it out the mud. Why Why even waste your time to write those words on a tweet for people who are not on your level? Why should you care? Just go about your day. Make your next movie. Make your podcast. Comedy Giants or go whatever the fuck. Like, there was so much Drake in this nigga Kevin Hart. It bothers me, yo. It bothers it just it bothers me because these men should not be that insecure. These human beings should not be this late in their development. It bothers me. It really does. Because this nigga Kevin Hart is what, 42 years old? Let me look this shit up. I want to make sure that I'm not getting his age wrong. But I look at somebody like our mentor. I'm not going to say his name. Anytime this nigga's ever fucked up, anytime he's ever, we've ever had an issue, we bring it up to this nigga, he listens, and he'll remedy it. I've never had to fucking repeat myself and tell this individual the same thing twice when I disagree with him, right? This motherfucker Kevin Hart has been told the same thing more than twice. He's been shown different ways to do things and still did it his way and had to get re had to be held accountable again for something that he already knew how to do differently the second or third time. And maybe I'm paying way too much attention to his career. Again, I have no problem holding myself accountable to this type of shit. But if he's the blueprint of where I want to be, I have to do it a thousand times better than him, which is why I take this shit personal because with Dave, the only issues that I have with Dave is that none. I have no issues with Dave. With Chris Rock, the only issue I have with Chris is none. These guys are true to themselves. The way that they speak, they speak like older men. And every time they do an interview, I can see the growth. I see the fake in Kevin Hart. I see the, I want people to take me serious because I care about your opinion. Every time I see Kevin Hart, it's never about, the movie Fatherhood is a solid movie. 
Is it groundbreaking? Fuck no. It's solid. I mean, to know it, he's at the point now where he can just throw all of his best friends in his movies. Imagine me doing that movie with Isaac in there as Lil Rel How Howry, and me and Isaac are just in there. Motherfucker, I don't want to say anything because the baby's here. That's me and Isaac. I'm watching that scene. I'm like, that's me and Ike. That's me and Thompson. He didn't do, like, Lil Rel can't act. The nigga who played Zaz in Gotham, a lot of niggas didn't watch Gotham. But the white boy with the fucking no eyebrow that albino, that is Zaz. I saw Zaz. I didn't see a nigga who can act. I didn't, I didn't see a fucking uh, a, a tech exec. What the fuck? The wife who died, and <laughs> ironically enough, she's in the movie for six minutes. Alfred Wooded, Frankie Faison, Hey Stu, your rest do motherfucker. And the woman who played, the actress who played Kevin Hart's mom, best actors in that movie. And the little girl. Kevin Hart was the worst actor on that cast, bro. The worst one. And if I paid money to see him in the theater, I would literally leave and say, hey, I know it's not in within your power to do so, but I want my money back. <laughs> I paid for drinks, so y'all niggas still made money off yeah, me at the bottom. But give me, my, give me my money back, yo. <sighs> give me my money back. Because this was a travesty. Yeah. The fuck was that? I mean, the Mortal Kombat movie wasn't that bad. Fucking disaster. Eh, whatever. It was better than Horrible. it was better than a fucking lizard jumping to a skeleton and turning it into a reptile. It's so, almost just as bad. No, it's not. Yes, suck, it suck my. I'm Cole Young. My I have armor. <laughs> the Akai or the Chi, whatever the fuck they were calling it. Shut up, nigga. When I tell <laughs> the Makai or Makai, why, why does Kevin Hart show. bother you so much? Because he's fake, man. I don't like fake. You can't. You can see right through him. Okay, but you can see the fake. Okay. However, I hope that this is the path for him to finally think that therapy is something that he needs to do. To speak to do you somebody. think he does? Do, let me. Sorry for cutting you off. Do you think he does therapy? No, I'm pretty sure he said in the thing that he hasn't had the the, the time or the time to get to therapy. <laughs> you make time if you think you're fucked up. When you don't think you're fucked up, you become arrogant. That's why I don't like him. Ego before everything else. Mm. It, it, it does, there's no. Mm. He named all of his businesses in the fucking. Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart Productions, blah, blah, blah. This podcast, that podcast, my production studio. I have 400 employees. Suck my dick, Kevin. Nobody cares. How is it? How are you what, doing at being a dad? What did follow that up with? I don't remember. He basically said, all of that means nothing if I can't be a, be a good person. Good dad. Yeah. Good dad. Not a good person. Good dad. You he can't be said, a good dad if you're not a good person. Yeah, you can. There's a lot of kids out here that think that. Not gonna is a lie super to you, man. You're sounding like a hater to me right now. For, I, first off, I I preface, I preface this with saying that I am hating on Kevin Hart. I preface that. So you're not saying anything that's groundbreaking. Number two, <laughs> number two, you can be a. How many movies have we seen where the dad is a superhero but treats the mom like dog shit, married or divorced? That I argue that that's not a good person. The kids don't know, though. You're great, Dan. You're the best. Uh, the kids will figure it out once they get older. He only learned how to treat his ex like a human being and with respect and dignity because his daughter told him to. Have you treated every woman that you've dealt with with respect and dignity? All of them. Yes. All of them. Every single one of them. Until they made Absolutely. me their villain. Until we broke up or cut it off, whatever. 
And even and I don't talk I when I speak ill of them, the only one that I speak ill of and mean it, because I don't mean it if I speak ill of them. The only one. I was just telling yeah. this <laughs> And I'll say her he name on this spot. Andriana Robeson. Oh. I hope nothing positive ever happens to this human being. She's the worst person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Self-absorbed, fucking like insecure, two-faced, just one of the worst humans you can ever meet. Still relies on her mother at 31 years old to pay for her to do things, to pay her cell phone bill, and to and her she's black. <laughs> Jealous of her sister because her sister paid child support. Her dad was such a bum that he didn't. And like all the shit that she would talk about. We were 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. At 23, I was like, yo, this person is so soft. I can't be around. Just fuck you. <laughs> if we, if I go out and we're with my niggas, I see you, I'll say hi. But like, I don't care if any of my, all my niggas can run a train, nigga. I want to give a fuck. <laughs> I want to give a fuck. They can record it, put that shit on YouTube. I wouldn't give a fuck. She's the only person on this earth that I don't care about. What did she do to you? No, she didn't do anything to me. Have you ever been around somebody whose energy was so low frequency, so poor, self-esteem, confidence was so low, all they did was measure what they had to what everybody else had, yes. including you. Yes. She did that times a million. Literally the worst person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> To this day, she still compares herself to other so people. So her energy makes you sick to your stomach. Dog. The fact that she exists makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> wow. Because I know she's not one of one. She's one of about four or five million people that are like that. Everything, every move she makes is calculated and precedented on the fact that somebody else may or may not have done it before her. And she wants to be the first one and she wants to... I get Kevin Hart vibes. I get those vibes from Kevin Hart. Andreana Robinson vibes from Kevin Hart. Damn. And that's why I don't like him. You get the same vibes from Drake. That's why I don't like him. Uh-huh. I don't like these niggas, bro. And call me a fucking liar. I'll die and fall backwards into my grave as soon as it happens. You're not going to see me all buddy-buddy with these niggas when I meet them. Because I will meet them. Y'all niggas is on the squad. I will never disrespect y'all and say you're part of my entourage. When I'm up, you niggas is right next to me. Because I only want my niggas right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be up. Give me, yo, by 37, we out. Where you want to go? It's Monday. You want to go to Tension Caicos? Let's fucking go. That's where we're going to be. So, nah, I don't like it. I don't. And Will knew. Will's looking at him. Yo, bro, you got to watch this shit. It's on Facebook. I know you don't. Uh, you know, that's why I didn't tag you in the group chat because I wanted you to watch it, but I knew you, you had to react. Will's looking at him and Will's hitting him with bars. And Kev's just like, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's, yeah. I got a teenager. She likes boys now. Yeah. So he was trying to make it funny. His serious face is still a funny face. Yeah. Fatherhood. Watch the whole movie. He's trying so hard to look serious that he can't be serious. He doesn't feel serious. He's not Denzel. Hell, he's not even Michael Wright from Five Heartbeats. Damn. I don't feel the emotions he tries to get off. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
It is what it is, man. Fuck it. It's a fight. What does it even matter? Do I think that Kevin Hart is trying to reach his optimal level of growth? Do I think he's fighting it? I don't think he's trying to reach his optimal level of growth because that kind of growth is difficult. Mm -hmm. It's hard. And most people... Not for Will Smith, it ain't. Not for a true goat. What month comes after July? Um, so if... <laughs> you talking crazy right now. And I'll put a knife to your jugular. That ain't got nothing to do... That had nothing to do with him. That had everything to do with his scandalous-ass wife. Wow. Scandalous. Not after he told her to go find her happiness because he wants to prove that it can actually happen. Anyway, um... Uh -huh. They were in an open. They're still in an open marriage, my lady. So that point is crazy. They're in an open marriage. Anyway. But yeah. Anyway, finish it. Anyway, um, I think that though he has a lot of growing to do, I can appreciate the level of that he was appeared to be willing to listen to what um, Will Smith said because I've seen Kevin Hart in interviews and I've seen him cut people off mental. And he had enough respect for Will not to do that. And that was that was he, something that I... He has to. It's Will Smith. And I said that. He'll listen and steal. And he's going to pass a lot of it. Whoever didn't watch Red Table Takeover, he's going to pass a lot of what Will said to him off as original thought when he's on one of these lower, not as watched media outlets. That's just... That's, that's all. And I know this from experience, man. I've watched... I, 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 I have no choice but to make Kevin Hart a case study for me mm -hmm. in terms of a blueprint of who I want to become as a as Cause, a Because he is who you do not ever want to be. I want to achieve his level of success with the same integrity. With more integrity. Uh, with the, no, with the integrity of a Chappelle. I actually kind of just want to be Chappelle a rock. I don't, I don't ever want to get as, as big as Kevin. You're never going to see Chappelle do a fucking kid's a kid show uh, in a, a kid's cartoon. You're never going to see it. Chris Rock did Osmosis Jones. He did... Uh, so you feel like Kevin Hart is a sellout? No, I don't think he's a sellout. I think that he got so big to the point where he never thought he would achieve it. And now that he's there, he absolutely positively will not do anything to compromise his place. I don't think that's calling him a sellout. I have an issue with the word sellout because I feel like every black man should be allowed to achieve whatever level of, of uh, whatever level of success uh, success that they want to. It is how you carry yourself as a black man once you are there. Mm. That's why I won't call Stephen A. Smith a sellout, even though sometimes he definitely shucks and jives for ESPN. Okay. I won't call Kevin Hart a sellout because he will chuck and jive for whatever fucking movie studio hires him. Paramount, HB, don't matter. But at the end of the day, I am also seeing, in that interview, I didn't see a shift. But I did see a shift in how he spoke about black issues. Because once you get to that level of success and you become mute on things that affect the people who you used to be, and you don't have any opinion on it now all of a sudden, that is when I call you a seller. Because mm -hmm. the dollars okay. Okay. make more sense than you speaking out. Kevin is starting to do that now, and I think it's because of old age. It gets everybody. You can't deny it. You have children now. 
that you mentioned it, and and that was a part of the conversation that I neglected to uh, bring up, but I bring it up now because I think that was the most pure form of back and forth, real deal. I feel you. I empathize with that situation with our kids situation in that whole conversation was when they were talking about how their kids have to get how their kids get bullied and called out for all the shit that daddy does and that gets blasted in the media and you got fucking 12 year olds 13 year olds going to school and it was like damn your daddy cheated on your mom or your stepmom Damn, August Alcina fucked your mom for three years, was in your house, went to the red copper with you, Willow. Like, that piece of the conversation was like, whoa, because you never hear about it from their perspective and the damage control that needs to be done and the growth. And so, like, he has grown. You have to grow to be able to talk to Heaven and uh, your son about that type of shit. Same thing with Willow and Jaden, with, uh, you know, with the shit with. August Alcina's bitch ass. And I'll never forget Rick Ross for jumping on that trash ass song because that song is trash. Entanglements is trash. But, you know, it is what it is. That part of that conversation was like, okay, I can see it. It scares him to death to know that he might not have enough time in the schedule to deal with the fact that his daughter is out here dating and liking boys but doesn't understand how vicious young men can be regardless of what their upbringing is because it only takes one mistake same thing with you know will with willow with her boyfriend he said yo two things never go anywhere with her when you're gonna leave her and don't hurt her you break any of those two rules it's me and you. yeah you break any of those two rules it's me and you will told willow's boyfriend straight up don't ever fucking hurt her and don't ever leave her nowhere you go someplace with my daughter you better leave and bring her back home if she has to call me or her mother and tell me that you left her somewhere, you and I are going to have a conversation because you're not a child now. You're 20 years old. It's me and you. 52, 53 years old. We going to have that's him. And that's real. Yeah. That's real. You good, nigga? Yeah. What fuck are you no. doing? <laughs> My back hurts. I'm just... My back. <laughs> My back. You can move the mic right there. That's nah, 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 yeah, you good, you good. I'm just, I'm just, you know. But yeah, man, that was the realest shit that they both said. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, true. I, I have a lot of appreciation for that conversation. Hell yeah. And I think that super valuable. I agree with you that Kevin Hart has a lot to learn from Will Smith, and I hope that he puts it into action and doesn't go the path that you're suggesting he's gonna go. Yo, stop trying to make me the fucking bad guy, nigga. I'm just not say your shit. Just say your shit. I just hope he doesn't go. I hope he doesn't go that way. I hope for better. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any last thoughts on this? We're at two o six. Two o six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I like the topics today. I like. Them I too. really did. They're I think great. it was a great conversation. Keep them the four or five. Thompson, we do miss you, bro. Even though you a hoe, we miss you. <laughs> hey, listen. I don't think my friends, I don't think y'all niggas really appreciate me, bro. Honestly. Really? I, I re, I've been reflecting on it for a few months. I don't think y'all niggas really appreciate mm-hmm. me. Because y'all niggas be trying to, y'all niggas be trying to, uh, what's the word? Not silence. Y'all niggas be trying to. Uh, box in? Nah, not box me in, nigga. What's the word? 
censor me. Censor my thoughts. You think I'm trying to censor you? Not you, her, oh. mostly. Hey, he's talking to me. Oh, listen. Her, mostly. <laughs> Always say, all right, I, I don't know. I think that. Yeah. I think the butter toast is better than cinnamon. No, it's not. Brie don't be trying to let me live. She plays devil advocate so much and plays that. You play that line. Chris be playing devil's advocate for everything. Chris is like, he a crackhead for devil's advocate. Like, he's the devil's advocate's main. But yeah. like she, Bree nigga like, Bree like, nah. Yeah. It's like she she think I'm a bad person for some of the ways that I think. Sometimes I feel that way. Not all the time. This is not one of those times. But I feel like when we disagree or when you feel like, nah, nah that ain't Wole, you really be thinking that it makes me a bad person, my nigga. If I thought you were a bad person, I wouldn't spend time around you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Sometimes, though, I can see it. It's a look. It's a look. No 21 Savage. It's a look. <laughs> Sometimes it's a look. It's a oh, look. I, okay, okay. Well, I have no problem with disagreeing with you. I think we agree a lot more than we disagree. 70%. But when we disagree, because we agree so much, when we disagree, it's very much apparent. You think it's amplified? Yes, I think it's amplified. Gotcha. I think whenever we disagree, it's amplified, so it looks a lot different than when we agree, because normally we agree. And it's hard to disagree with me. I am learning that it's very hard to disagree with me. Humble. <laughs> She's humble too. Fuck you. Uh <laughs> the only reason why I say that is because we had a conversation about like sometimes I can make people feel specific ways. I don't mean to make people feel specific ways, it's just my thought process that sometimes goes into things. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, at the end of the day though, anybody that I've ever made uncomfortable on here you defend. In lieu, in spite of my feelings, and so you feel like I sacrifice your feelings for theirs. I know that you sacrifice the feelings. It's not a thought. It's not a. It's not a matter of thought. It's a matter of fact. You know what I'm saying? You've done it mad times. I want you to know that that is not intentional. You've done that with Sia, Thompson, and Lightskin a minimum of fifteen times. You know why I do that? Because I I don't like a. You think I'd be jumping them? You think I'm a bully? Like, I don't like a one-way fight. Let's people to fight back. If I fight for somebody, I fight for them to defend themselves. This is what I say. Defend yourself. You don't have to take Just let them get yourself. cooked. Because I want to see a fight. Just I don't want to see a beating. I want to see a fight. Is that not fair? No, it's not. Why? If they come on our platform and quit, it's not your responsibility to help them. <laughs> let yeah. them niggas drown. Let I, them drown, no. <laughs> Don't throw the fucking water, the, the water flotation device. Okay, let so them I, drown. I've stepped back, right? Last week you helped Lyskin like a motherfucker. I helped him one time last week. <laughs> The one time I didn't watch that album, you kept him alive. <laughs> going in, I like shit. Like, yo, Light Skin ain't got shit on you. To be honest, last week, Light Skin came, came, Corey came onto the podcast. Talking swinging. stupid about he New York rap. Yo, bro. So, all right, let me, no, no, no. Before we rap, now, nah, let me get this in there. So, 2007, when Kanye dropped uh, Graduation and yeah. 50 dropped Curtis. Curtis got smoked. Fifty Cent got. Yeah, he got, he got smoked. Yeah. 
This nigga sat on this platform in that chair where you sitting right there with Cool standing sitting right there. And he said that 50 Cent's ego wasn't hurt because he lost the album sales against Kanye West. The whole time he was trying to derail this nigga's album sales. And yeah. then he got smoked. Yeah. He lost about like 500,000 yeah, records first week. Yeah. This nigga sat right where you was at. Like, 50 didn't really care about that. He just wanted to bring attention to the marketing. And Shut the fuck up, Lightskin Corey. <laughs> what are you talking about? He wanted to bring attention to the market. Part of him bringing attention to the marketing is to sell records. Yeah. He lost by 500,000. Yeah. 500,000. That's people. Like, 500. In 2007, they went to the store and purchased the CD 500,000 more times than they purchased his. You don't think that hurt him? I know, you know, well, you're 50 is really good at the marketing and then you're savage and you're a, savage and you're a troll and every. Shut the fuck up. He got on this platform and was dick riding New York rap so hard, nigga. I thought he was going to have knee marks. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. He was hot. His help, his help, Corey came on swing. Because he came onto the podcast, Wole starts the podcast, the introduction, boom, cuts Wole off immediately, immediately cuts Wole off, and Wole goes, "Well, guys, um, Light Skin Corey's here. I'm sorry, Corey's here because he just wants to be just Corey." Mm-hmm. That's where it started. I was gonna leave him alone. Even after that, I left him alone. But like, he's not. No, and she defends these niggas. I didn't defend Let it. him die on that hill. Let him dehydrate. Let him be like Claude Ray standing on so top of the bottle. So is him bottles. dying on the hill gonna make him stronger? Yes. Okay, then I'll let him die. Have you ever seen a nigga get jumped and get helped by their sister and come out stronger? <laughs> no, let him get jumped. All right. Don't let the recess bell or whistle. Randy Dufresne. Yeah, he had to deal with the sisters for years. Yeah, they raped the fuck out of his booty hole too. And he ended up getting out of there. The other dude got fucked up, but uh, yeah. yeah, the warden was like, "Listen, man, I'm gonna keep these niggas from raping you because I need you to do these taxes for me." Yeah. <laughs> that was the deal. I'm not saying I want my brother to get raped, but it's fine. It doesn't stop. Stop fucking defending these niggas, man. <laughs> Giving these niggas But hope. I'm not defending He's, them. And every t- yes, the fuck you are. Oh, thank you so much, Bree. This nigga wiped up the sweat, then gave you a high five. This nigga was, he was in hell last week. I remember. And thank you so much. Two claps, Bree. You don't get to say two claps on my platform, you bitch ass nigga. Two claps, Bree. What's that, the name of your seafood shack in Timberland, you bitch? No, nigga, you don't get to say two claps. I say two claps. This is my fucking... This is our shit. Only me and Bree can say two claps to anybody on here. You don't get to say it. That nigga was so relieved that she helped him out. No, I said, remember that? Bree, 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 I didn't say, Bree, I didn't say 2019. You said 2019 initially, and then you ain't said, well, 2020, this nigga didn't drop nothing. Or Yo, this it was guy. Fuck out of here, nigga. What are you talking about? What's wrong with this nigga, bro? 
And then I'm the bad guy. I'm the villain for I didn't everybody. Say you was the bad I'm not guy. saying you were. Yeah, but I'm you're saying. insinuating that. No, I no, think no, you're no, bad no. Guy. I'm saying you said you, you kind of insinuated that I thought you was bad guy. I don't think you're the bad guy. No, you defend me when I am the bad guy for these bitch ass guests that we be having on our show. <laughs> and you saw it. You was like, there's no way. Nobody can mentally spar or verbally spar with me better than you, nigga. Nobody. Nobody that can come over here and, and fucking home have me at all. Nobody. Nobody, nigga. Nobody. They're gonna get cooked. <laughs> like your favorite fucking steak, nigga. They're getting cooked. Light skin is no different. Uh. That's why he Oh my god, huh? He was dripping sweat <laughs> when he said two claps. Don't you ever ask my partner for two claps, nigga. Who are you, nigga? He was sounding so dumb. Nigga, I told this nigga last week, I was like, yo, bro, you're talking so crazy right now. I'll box you, nigga. I don't give a fuck. How, I don't care how many niggas you done beat up his fuck. I will box you, dumbass, if you don't shut the fuck. He was just talking. He didn't know what the hell he was saying. He was just... He was worse than Thompson yeah. has ever been on this platform. And Thompson has been bad. Yeah. He was bad. Like, yo, and and it was again the arrogance. Not reading the room. Not knowing what the fuck he was talking about. Not recognizing his bias. Not being accountable to the things that we were saying that was validated in how he was coming off. Like, nigga, you're making points that only a true diehard New York fan, because you're not saying it with any object uh, objectivity. Everything you're saying is super biased. Oh, no. Rah, 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 rah. Lloyd Banks. Like, his last album is bad because the production is bad. <laughs> Why are you defending him? Oh, you're all a Bronx nigga. I'm not really defending him, but it's Lloyd Banks, and he's my Wait, favorite rapper. Did he grow up in New York? Nigga, he lived in New York for two and a half years when he was newborn years. two and a half. Mm -hmm. He grew up in Connecticut like 50, nigga. And, and I don't understand how nigga. Hey, his family still lived in New York. His father's from the Bronx. He's not. Lyskin Corey is not from the Bronx. You want to do it like that? Lyskin Corey is not from the Bronx. His father's <laughs> He's second generation Bronx. We're going to say that shit for ethnicities, nigga. He is second generation Bronx. <laughs> he didn't grow up there. He grew up in fucking Connecticut. His dad was making $200,000 a year when I met him in college. Had the nicest house in one of the craziest suburbs in Johnston. That nigga is secondhand Bronx. Okay? All right? Anyway, um, that's all I got to say about everything and anything. <laughs> Um, oh, no, it was a good episode. Episode 227 of the pregame. 227. We're three away from the 230s. Fucking excited about that. Isaac, thank you for joining us, my brother, my Super handsome, excited. in shape brother. We appreciate you, Thompson. We miss you. Uh, hopefully. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Two claps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't I miss you. Did, but I, I miss you. I miss you. Yeah, Thompson is one of my favorite people, man. Yeah, he is. He's one of my favorite people to make fun of. But um, we hope that whatever you're doing, you sneaky bastard, that you wash your hands first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you wore your floaties and shit. Um, but yeah, yo, Bree, sign off. Um, like you said, 
You know what episode it was. 227, Dad. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their mother. Yep. Or the person in their lifetime who will tell the most people. People deserve to know about the pregame podcast. You don't keep a good thing to yourself. That's how we keep black people down. Share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah. Share the wealth. Bars, Tell people about the pregame. Mm-hmm. Listen to the pregame. Yes. We reference previous episodes. So you want to hear all, all that happened in episode 226 of the pregame podcast? Listen to the previous one so you can be caught up on what's happening in 227. Bars, nigga. All right, sign off, bruh. I'll see y'all when I see y'all. Word. That's perfect. That's perfect because that nigga's here like once every fucking harvest moon. Um, yeah, man. Shut up, man. <laughs> he comes out when Mercury's out of retrograde. Like a true bad bitch. <laughs> bad bitch that come out. Hey, hey, guess what? Mercury just came out of retrograde. Yeah, <laughs> this week. And he's like, yes, bitch. This week. It's weird because like, like, what? what no, say? like during Mercury retrograde, you start seeing people from the past. Like, mm. They just come out of nowhere. And I saw a lot of people from my past. I wasn't even looking for them. I can't relate, but I, I I believe you. I do believe you, yeah. uh, cause that universe shit is weird to me. But anyway, episode two twenty seven of the pregame, Ribri, Wale, Ike, Isaac, aka Isaac, Isaac, aka Ike, uh, Thompson, not here, but he'll be back next week. We love y'all. We appreciate the support. We're on every streaming platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, uh, fucking uh, Anchor Radio. We're on all of that shit, man. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Jump on, type in the full shit, the pregame podcast. It's the world with the headphones over the motherfucking microphone, my nigga. We here. We love y'all. And until next week, peace. And of course, you cannot forget the hair grease. We'll holla.